Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Recorded live. Hi, welcome to G2 Hardcore, and tonight we have four comics that, we, that we've that read. Uh, we have solicits, we have uh, order numbers from June, uh, we got a couple of rants going on, well, more or less rants. Uh, but first, I want to say hi to Tej. Hey, Tej. Hi, Holly. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> I'm not even bothered with this this cold front that just hit us. So. Oh, we got rain, so I'm happy. Oh, we. I'm wishing for some rain because all my plants look so dry and dead. Right. And the frost came, hit them. Everything is dried. When you walk on the grass, it's crunchy. <laughs> so then, and then you get poked, and you're like, Ugh, and you run away. Oh, yeah. You know, dry grass when you walk on it, it's ugh, not nice. Yeah. So, okay, we're gonna start with numbers because apparently numbers came out. <laughs> I was like, really? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so these are June 2016 numbers. Mhm. Um, DC actually did, okay, what does this article say? DC, blah, blah, blah. This is from Bleeding Clue. DC Comics beat Marvel on market share per comic in June 2016. Mm-hmm. I think it did 40% of the market share, if I'm not mistaken. Well, Marvel, okay, The Marvel did 40.08 uh, for the retail market share, and then the unit market share was 44.17. So I don't know what calculation they're using per comic means. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't understand that math. No, I don't either. It. So, um, okay. Batman, number one, was, mm-hmm. had 280,360. Mm-hmm. It was number two for the month of June... Uh, only to be beaten by Civil War Two, which had a film coming out. Yeah, well, I mean, Civil War off. Number Two. Yeah, Civil War Number Two. I don't know if they did this or if you went and watched Civil War, but I when I went and watched Civil War, they handed out a a, a five page preview to the comic. So that movie did a billion plus dollars. So everybody, at least. The in my cinema got a pamphlet of Civil War number two, uh, the comic. So I'm sure that must have. I'm sure I'm, we're not the only people in the entire world that got those printouts because it was from Marvel Comics. So that would have obviously boosted sales of Civil War. Yeah. Um. Batman Rebirth was just two, like 200 shy of uh, 
let's see, 200,000. Yeah. Mhm. It was 199,807,000. Yeah. So, well. Well done. Well yeah. done, Batman. The Miller Miss, known as the Master Race, did um, not quite 140,000. Mhm. I'm not even sure what the Dark Knight Returns of Last Crusade was. That that thing that Romita was working on? Yes. Uh, the uh, Dark Knight Returns, the Last Crusade, was the thing that they have been pumping and pumping and pumping, and promoting and promoting and promoting in every single comic, on every single blog, on every single DC All Access, for like, uh, because this was the one that was supposed to come out. With the uh, first issue of the Dark Knight 3, Master Race, but was delayed. Um, I don't know why. February. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, yeah, this thing was like, uh, promoted the heck out of and stuff. And then they resolicited it and it eventually came out. And, yeah. That's it. But you have to remember, all these Dark Knight books came out with ten variant covers. Right. right? I, I don't. That's Crusade is a number one, so it's a whole number one oddity thing. Right. Yeah. I don't believe in that anymore. <laughs> oh, I don't either. Um, but yeah, the the Dark Knight Masters, I believe it came out with ten or twelve or something like that. Some huge number and I mean they had like superstars on the on the covers so well they'd have to to get the book to sell mm-hmm. uh, Superman Rebirth number one 118-434 when was the last time Superman was ever over 100,000 when was the last time Superman was ever up this high well, I think it was because Superman. I know that he may have been for the new fifty two Superman number one he may have been over a hundred thousand, but for number two he was below a hundred thousand. So so yeah. Mhm. Um and that wasn't as good a story as it could have been, in my opinion. No, but I mean everybody wanted to know about it. I bought Superman Rebirth because I mean I saw the previews of Lana and then I was like, uh okay, should I go and cancel my order? <laughs> <laughs> because it's too late now. You 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 booked it. You you put right. the order in, right? And you know you see Lana and you're like, uh. Lois even mentioned in that book. Yes, he says my wife, my darling, and then they have that whole retelling of uh, the Doomsday Battle, oh, and they have that very very and they have was, a very very nice did, picture. Yeah, he did that, a good job on that. Yeah, Doug Mankey did an excellent. I mean, it's the best modern Oh, even Tomasi, who wrote it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, that that was all really good. It's like over there you get like a glimmer of hope that, oh, Tomasi can maybe write this thing, you know? I have some faith yeah, in this book. Yeah, and then number one showed up and everybody went, what? Uh, yeah, everybody went, what? <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman number one. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not even Rebirth. Wonder Woman number one, 107,000, well, almost 108,000. Yeah. 
Um, Superman number one, which was not the best book ever. Uh, no. Hundred and five, three eighty. Mhm. Okay, Flash missed getting in the top ten, but he still had over a hundred thousand orders. Yep. Um, Wonder Woman Rebirth was number fifteen with ninety four thousand four hundred and fifty eight. That was a good book. Yes. Um, a lot of people didn't buy Wonder Woman Rebirth because. It still had the new 52 Wonder Woman look on it. You know, and then she, you know, as you, as you read the story, then she right. smashes the mirror, and then she says, you know, everything's a lie. Right. Um, and so people were a bit hesitant to read it mm-hmm. and buy it, but when, when they saw the previews that uh, Liam Sharp released for his first book, everybody went and just went and bought one woman one i think they skipped over rebirth and they just bought one so that's why i think this did uh num- one woman number one did a bit be- better than right. one woman rebirth right um let's see what else green arrow well yeah green arrow rebirth number one when was the last time you've seen green arrow up there Oh, uh, when was the last time you seen Green Arrow do well in anything in that TV series that he's doing, or you know whatever? Uh, you just add Black Canary into the mix, and instantly you get a whole bunch of fans coming in because that's what we want to see. Right. Um, action number one. Or sorry, Aquaman number one. Uh, my dyslexia. Seven seventy-seven thousand forty-one. Mhm. Now they've got a romance going on in that one. Yes, and if you remember in uh, DC Universe Rebirth, he proposes to Mira. Right. So all the Aquaman fans that were not buying the book came out of the the shadows, and they just like they're like, we want Aquaman. Aquaman's marrying Mira. We're engaged. Okay, yeah, we'll buy the book. Yeah, yeah. Twenty five and twenty six are held by Action Comics, which is coming out twice a month. Uh, mm-hmm. 958 did a little better than 957 by about 300 books. Yep. Uh, but both of those books were better than, in my opinion, were better than Superman. Uh, in my opinion as well. I still, re- even though I loved Superman number two, right? I ranked Which came out in action. July, so it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't count here, I know, yeah. Uh, but I rank action comics just as a whole because it seems a bit more well put together. Um, I think, you know, with Peter Tomasi, I think we, we discussed this a lot last week. Uh, he, I still feel like he's finding his feet with Superman. Right. And he's been and, here for how long now? Yeah, he's been right. Okay, fair enough. He's been writing Superman, Wonder Woman, right, for... But, you know... I suppose his growing pains was that whole thing. Well, I think he's a brawler, so I'm just going to make him a brawler. You know, and it was like, okay, so you're going to get out of this phase soon, hopefully. And he never mm-hmm. really did. I mean, I'm, No, no. And no. it was like, okay, so it was like, I don't know how much John's had to say, listen, Pete, you have, you know, you got to change gears here. This is a loser anymore. 
This is yeah. another mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. And but you see exactly that's my my exact feelings towards this as well is he's still finding his feet with Superman. Right. Which is why I don't rank it as a better book. Dan Jurgens just like leapt into it and he said, This is the dude I've been writing since um nineteen ninety, right? Right. And I know him inside and out and you know what? I'm going to give you the best story. I'm going to bring back Doomsday, my Doomsday, because I'm Mr. Doomsday. And I'm going to bring back that, and I'm going to do this. And I feel, for me, that it's just more like a big, you know, you remember when we read Action uh, 957, I said it was like coming home? Like like all of a sudden it was like I was taken into this warm embrace and just hugged by a by someone who I I've always been friends with, and that's why. But you know what I take away from this more is action is actually uh, it may not have gotten a hundred thousand or whatever, but it's actually more level. So. Yeah. I take that as as because if you look at it, nine fifty seven did okay, but then nine fifty eight did a little better, Slightly and that's better, the following yeah. issue. Yeah, three hundred issues is three hundred issues, right? Right. Um, and so I take it more as well. Action's got its level headedness, and I want and I'm waiting to see when Superman levels out what it's going to level out at. Right. Well, here's the other thing. Okay. Because, okay, there was a book called Superman Rebirth. But there was not right. a book called Action Rebirth. Yes. It's like there was mm-hmm. a book called Detective Rebirth because there was a Batman Rebirth. Okay. So, I and I know this from experience when I was like nine. I didn't know mm-hmm. what action was. Okay. Even if Superman was on the front of it, I didn't, wasn't sure if that was fake or not. Because it didn't say Superman at the top. So right. mm-hmm. I think, you know, naturally people are going to get Superman Rebirth because, you know, that's his book for the Rebirth. And that did, that was number eight. And then. Right, because okay, it has Superman in the title. Right, exactly. And that's the only Rebirth book he got. He didn't get an action Rebirth. So, um, and then Superman was number 10 because it's Superman in the title, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So action, you know, a lot. some of this might be too, is that not everybody buys the number ones. Well, action comics isn't at number one because they went back to the original numbering because mm-hmm. they want to hit 1,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so peeps, didn't know, you know, or, you know, people who's like, oh, well, I would just buy all the number ones. Well, hello, you're going to have to buy Action 957 because technically that's the first of the Rebirth books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, but I think people will catch on. I have, I'm going to say this now. It, if it comes true, that's fantastic. If it doesn't, oh, well, I was wrong. I believe that action comics will gain. Yes. Superman mm-hmm. will drop, um, especially after number one. I mean, because people usually give them three books. 
you know, in the yeah. lineup mm-hmm. and say yay or nay. Plus, you got there's so many books that came out in June, number one, and people only have so much money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they thought, well, I'll get the Superman Rebirth and Superman number one, and then, you know, then they might have a couple other number ones that they wanted to get. And then they just didn't have any money for action, which is yeah. a crime. Mm-hmm. But I, I will didn't say, action get reprints? Yes, I will say one thing to that. I was just going to add that action got double reprints, which means the two issues that came out in June are both going for reprinting. Right. Uh, Superman Rebirth and uh, is the only one that went to a reprint. Superman 1 didn't get a reprint. Superman 1 was the one with Emo John, wasn't it? Yes, where the cat he got his cat. Right, yeah. yes. Superman 2, from what I'm hearing, may go to a reprint. I don't know. I didn't see anything official like from DC and stuff. Right. Because they're, they're still waiting to, to release which... Uh, reprints for July are coming out. Right. Um, so it, it could go to a reprint. I don't know. But what I take away from this is uh, action, like I said, it's a steady number, right? Yeah. And in finance, right, coming from a finance, finance background, that's what you look for. Yeah. Right? You don't look for which one leapfrogged and like you you know yeah. Star Wars did almost a million copies but now it's doing what 100,000 yeah. so you don't want something to balloon and then deflate right you rather in business coming from a business background and I think DC have finally screwed on their heads on correctly where they're like you know we got to make some money I think they're looking for something that's more stable and I think action comics is more stable. I will agree with you on the name thing, though, because growing up, I didn't know what uh, Action Comics was. Right. Right? I, my first comic I ever bought was Superman 75. I used to buy the Superman line. I never bought right. Action Comics. Right. Um, because I was like, eh? You know, what's this? Um, growing up, I also bought Batman. I didn't buy Detective Comics. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And if and if you look at the Batman side as well, Batman is number two, Batman Rebirth is number three, Detective Comics is number eleven or twelve, right? It's so it's thirteen actually. Yeah. Thirteen. Okay. So you can see that as well. It's following the same trend. Right. Where people know, if a title has Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman on it, okay, that's their title. Some people don't know Action Comics has Superman, which is why I see now they're putting, or in the past they used to do Action Comics, uh, Superman in Action Comics. Correct. Right? Yeah. And for for Action Comics now they're putting the big Superman logo. So right. you can, it's like Superman's in here, you know. Um, because but well, yeah, Action I, Comics originally, even though, Action number one had Superman's story. It wasn't the only story in the book. There were other right. characters in mm-hmm. the book. And when it went weekly, you, you, it was just, you know, whoever was in the book. It wasn't necessarily Superman. And then during, I know, 
in the 90s, for sure, um, it was Superman in Action Comics, after post-Christ. Yes. So yes. you knew that was mm-hmm. a Superman book. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that might be part of the thing that's going on with Action Comics. But this, mm-hmm. the other thing that, that those two numbers tell me is that they have a solid core audience, and all they have to do yes. is expand that. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I would take Action Comics at seventy-five to 80000 a month um, and doing solidly, doing... And let's face the, it, that's the, what John Justice League ended up doing. Right, and you must remember it's coming out twice. So is he going to get Action, you know, 60, uh, 960 doing 80000 and 961 doing 80000 that's 160000 That's fine for me. Right. You know, in a month that Superman is selling. Especially and since Action what, what, had, was doing 30-some thousand. Oh, it dropped down to 20 at one stage. I remember I had, like, nightmares when it dropped to 28. And I was like, oh, my God, what are they doing, you know? Yeah, so um, we know that since New 52 number 2 through action whatever it was 52 or whatever they mm-hmm. they dropped 120,000 orders so what yes. they have to do now is get those people back oh, i think most of them i mean i think three quarters of them are back That's, right it's I, just they have to get well no because then we would have 120 plus 700 75,000 or whatever so, but it may take word of mouth again. People are like, okay, it's okay to come back, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So Which is why I'm going to be going back to, like, weekly, not not reviews on my blogs, but just putting it out there and, like, saying, this book is good. Come back. Buy it. Right. Well, yeah, I even, when Rebirth started, I put, is it okay to come back to DC Comics? And I told them what was going on, and, you know, it seems to be good. And then even with this last one where I was, like, Journey to Mr. Oz, I was like, it's a good time for Superman fans. You know, every win, she gets better and better, you know, and I think that's true, Um, especially if it's Action Comics Wednesday. (laughs) Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I think... um, my two favorite comics right now, and I know it's very young, but my two favorite comics coming out um, is, with Superman in it is Action and Justice League. Because yeah. when I saw Superman... Just, yeah, yeah when, when I saw Justice League Reba, uh, oh, when I read, excuse me, not not saw, but I mean... That's how it it came across to me. It was like a motion comic. You know what I mean? It was like, literally, when I saw Superman fly across my iPad screen, helping the Justice League, you know, saving their butts, I was like, yeah, you know, this is my guy. You know what I mean? Right. And I've seen glimmers of that in Superman, but like I said, it's just... Peter Tomasi left a bad taste in our mouths yeah. with Superman. And it's still like you have that aftertaste with him. And it's 
uh, he's going to have to still work at it. And if they're going the whole route of not including Lois Lane, yeah. then I'm. it's not going to be for me because the way we were introduced to this family was in Superman, Lois, and Clark, right? And so for me, you can't have this is the this is the Superman Trinity now. You know what I mean? And yeah. you have to include her as that as that as the rock that they need in their lives. Uh especially John. John is gonna need his mother. He's gonna need words of wisdom from her. Right. and she's gonna need to be in my eyes double in the issue because she needs to keep both of these two super beings grounded and she needs to be the the anchor in humanity now because right. especially now with superman having a super son right it could get out of hand right but no you know um, going back to injustice that last issue that tom taylor did where he did that whole dream sequence yeah. and that's what you want john to grow up into is lara Right where she still has her link to humanity because of her mother, and that's what I want. So, if they're gonna increasingly not include her just because she's not super powered, then I'm not gonna be interested in Superman. Right. Well, and I think Tomasi really blew it in Superman number one. Because yes, when he made Lois on more or less a teenager instead of a nine or ten year old, unless you know John's been sucking up the hormones or something, you know he made him eat. I don't know. And then he he made him like, oh, I'm not going to tell my parents, you know. And uh, he completely got everybody wrong. I mean, Lois bitching about a flannel shirt and cleaning the house. What the what yeah. the hell? What the hell, Pete Tomasi? Do you know Lois Lane at all? Well, obviously not. I mean, you know, he kind of avoided writing her in the foment. And then in the, I mean, because, you know, if she did appear, if he, he if he had to have her in the book, she got sucker punched. Mm, literally. Or, you know, while two supposed heroes stood by and watched. And, uh, well, yeah, one, I, you, I, I remember that. Wonder Woman was like checking her nails or something. Yeah, as and Lana still just standing there like, oh, my woman's uh, hitting Lois Lane. Listen, Steel, I I believe is in an abusive relationship. <laughs> Lana Lang has him chained somewhere oh in a cellar God. in the dungeon. Uh, the poor man is afraid to speak out. Um, so I'm and I'm not I'm not even like making fun of abusive relationships. I'm really serious. I think Lana Lang has a grip hold on Steele's balls and she's like it's like a vice grip and the poor man can't escape. So um help Steel. Yeah, hashtag I don't know. Save Steel. Save Steel Save <laughs> electrical engineer. Yeah. From I'm, the uh, I'm I'm of the world. How Jimenez is going to redeem Lana, which I don't think he should spend any time on. I just want to know about Lois with superpowers and that kind of thing. I could care about Lana. Get her, I To make her Lois's confidant after she sucker-punched Lois? No. 
I wonder if Phil Jimenez uh, knows about that. Maybe we should tweet it to him. Like, you do realize that Lana sucker punched Lois. I'm going to tweet it out to him right now. I'm going to be like, uh, I know you're writing Super, uh, Superwoman, and I trust you completely because I think you are wonderful, and yeah, I loved your yeah. Wonder Woman. Bring him up, and then I'll bring uh, him with the question. Yeah, yeah. I'll butt him up real good, and I'm like, but... I really love Wonder Woman 170. But do you know Lana Lang, like, punched Lois Lane? What? Right. I mean, I think he should rewrite history, just like Rucka's got to rewrite history now. Um, Basically, poor, poor Greg Rucka. Rucka had, like, the uphill battle to, to he is literally right. climbing Mount Everest. I don't think it's a lot, you know what, I, I think he's gliding in because, you know, he's not, yeah, I can handle that. It, I don't think it's a big deal for him. I think I think he just said, I am forget New Fifty Two. You know, it's like, it's like seeing dog poop and walking around it, and says I can do something with that. Uh, I'll make something yeah. better. I'll make something better. You're yeah. way better. Oh, so, we will get into Wonder Woman. <laughs> okay. Um, solicitations for October. Yeah, October. Yep. We got Action Comics nine sixty five, and this. Uh, cover by is it Doug? What's no, it? it's by Clay Man. Clay, oh, Clay Man, yes. He mm-hmm. was very excited about it. He kind of leaked it before. Uh, Lois is very prominent. She's wearing her dark purple. We've got Clark Kent, Perry White, and Jimmy Olsen behind her as she opens the doors to the Daily Planet. Now, this is not New Fifty Two, Lois Lane, right? No. It is not New 52, Lois Lane. Uh, and Holly is hanging her head against the wall somewhere. Holly will get to, we will get to New 52, Lois Lane. We're getting there. You are not um, getting there till Superwoman. Come on. But I, no, no, no. We got a little hint of her in the blow package. I think she's going to have a major role to play. We just yeah, have to be patient. That's only the same I, thing I know you're not patient. You want it now. You want it fast. You want it okay. Hard. Okay. But um, um, but it is the pre-flashpoint Lois Lane, who is older than New Fifty Two Lois Lane, correct? Uh, yeah, by by a few years. Uh, according to what we can like judge. Oh, nobody's actually come out and talked about the, you know, the age. Uh, no, we had to like. Guess guesstimates, you know my favorite word, guesstimates. Yeah. Uh, we have to guesstimate it. Um, Pre-flashpoint, Lois Lane is about thirty-six, thirty-seven, somewhere there. Uh, Clark was younger than her when he joined the Daily Planet uh, and when they got married. So he's about thirty-four, thirty-five, somewhere there. Um, and the new fifty-twos. That's what I'm gonna call them. You know what? I'm gonna call him Rebirth Clark. I'm not calling him New Fifty Two because I this guy is from somewhere else. Okay, you mean um, the new CK? The new CK. I'm calling him Rebirth CK. Okay, okay gotcha. he's about twenty eight, twenty nine. Uh huh. So and I tell you, boys and girls, hello. And Lois Lane was confirmed in Action Comics uh, by Grant Morrison to be one year older than him. So she's about 30. She's about what? 
Butty. Pretty. Okay. Yeah. She's so, just okay. one year older than him. Yeah. yeah. We would know for sure if Jeff Johns had been able to write Lois's birthday story. True. We would we would definitely know for sure. But there is a timeline. Jeff Johns must have given it to somebody and said, you know what? Uh, I was it's planning still in his birthday office, party. and every once in a while, you know, if he hears rumblings, I'm sure he does. I think he's got feelers out because I think he heard it all before, but he couldn't do anything mm-hmm. about it until they said, "Oh, please, Jeff, save our ass." So now that he's, yep. you know, now that he's in church, I don't think, you know, everybody's, oh, well, he's working on films now. Excuse me. You just don't start a big project like this and then walk away from it, especially no, it's <laughs> the life preserver for your sinking ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think before Jeff Johns um, officially takes over, like the film sort of duties. I think he he said I have to fix the comics first, and so I think that's why Rebirth came so quickly um, yeah. in line with Batman v Superman because after Batman v Superman we're getting at least two movies every year till 2020. Right. So after Batman v Superman, this is the wheel that's turning, and it's not going to stop, right? Right. So I think Jeff Jones has up until, you know, June next year, which they gave him like a year, right, to fix the comics. Yeah, because they, they started on it earlier than they thought they would have. Because yes. after Comic-Con, people got up and left. And then right. yeah. nobody asked a question at the end of the panel. That's how bad it was. No, I mean, it was so bad, that that New York uh, panel, that they only had journalists there who were pay, basically, you know, it's their job to cover it. Right. There were no fans. There was absolutely no fans left in that panel because they heard what they had planned and they were like, no, well, literally. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Um. All right, so did I read a solicit? No, I did not. Okay. No, read it. Read um, it. The artist <laughs> on this 965 is Stefan Segovia and Art Siebert. Now, I think, so there's like three teams of artists. One takes each month. Um, so we yeah. lost. Yeah, what's his name? I can't. Patrick Zercher. But we've lost Patrick Zercher is doing August. Yeah. No, September. September, sorry. September, yeah. Okay. So the name of the story is called Back in the Planet. Part one. Superman returns to the public eye. But what of Lois Lane? When a mysterious package arrives for Lois and Clark back on the farm, which we saw... In 958, or, no, Superman 2. Uh-uh. Superman, Superman 2. 2, yeah. Lois can stay on the sidelines no more. But where does that leave Superman's human doppelganger, Clark? Well, he can still stick around, hello, because you know, they need to disprove that whole thing about 
Lois Betrayer told everybody he was Superman of Clark Kent. And now, you know, they got two guys running around. Everybody's going like, well, that's bullshit. And, you know, there's two guys running around. Which is good because that brings back the secret identity. Mm-hmm. So that comes out October 12th. And remember, uh, these books are only two ninety nine or $3. Um, okay. So the next book is mm-hmm. Action Comics 966, which comes out the 26th. Of October, again the mm-hmm. same writer Dan Jurgens and Steven Segovia and Art Siebert are the artists. Um, Gary Frank uh, has done um, a, the cover for that one, and he does the, he does the the variant covers, I believe. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, uh, Gary Frank. Um, when I tweeted him that. Uh, because he does, he did this amazing Superman ripping his, or Clark Kent ripping his suit and revealing the the S shield yeah. cover. Right. And I said, you know, it's it's like a blessing to my eyes to see you back on Superman. And when are you gonna do Lois Lane? He saved that tweet, so I was like, something's happening with Lois yeah. Lane. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I hope there's also like a. a solo Lois variant cover because that would be cool. it would just prove to some people that Lois Lane on a cover front and center can sell books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the other thing about Gary Frank, uh, if anybody remembers the Secret Origins series he did with um, Jeff Johns, they took mm-hmm. Clark or Superman and Lois flying in the air above the Daily Planet and they made it a statue. <gasps> uh, I think my timeline, I remember it was Wednesday, Thursday it was released, yeah. um, the picture. I know it just went crazy. Uh, and so, yeah, you to all the people who love clothes out there, go and buy the statue. It is double the price of what the Fomance one was. What's this one? Um, $100? It's 250 Oh, well, the film had started out at 250 No, it dropped rapidly because... Right, but it's... Remember, they made... Yeah. They made that thing out of cheap plastic, okay? Well, I know. Like, and we knew that like, because what? somebody actually had to demolish it. Oh. Oh. I, I, oh, oh which reminds me... Okay, let me write died. down for Wonder Woman... Okay, all right. Ooh. <laughs> now I think about it. We had a similar, um, it was on Tumblr. It was really good. Anyway, so okay. I saw the pic- we saw the picture first, but then somebody brought out the video of the 360 of the statue, and it is even better. Mm, I was like, oh, my God, I've got to have that. Yeah, I, I, I as soon as. It was released, that video. I think Maya tweeted it out to us. Yeah. Um, shout out to Maya. She rocks. Um, <laughs> uh, as soon as the video came out, I sat my whole family down, right? And I said, I told them, this is of the utmost importance. Watch this video. <laughs> but it's silent, too. There's no music, right? They watch this video. It's 30 seconds. And they're looking at me. And I've got this dead serious face on, right? And I'm like, now. I'm cashing in my birthday gift, 
my Diwali gift, my Christmas gift. Heck, I'll cash in a Hanukkah gift. Anything, okay? I want if I want all of y'all to pool your money and buy me this. And they looked at me like I was nuts. <laughs> but for Clovis, for Clovis, it's all worth it. It is a beautiful statue. It is a very beautiful statue. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got Superman, Lois Lane, and the Daily Planet all in the same statue. I'm like, all in the same statue. I was like, oh, this is like perfect, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, so in part two of Back in the Planet, it says, as the Daily Planet star returns to work, that would be Lois, so does Lex Luthor. Meanwhile, Superman continues to investigate the devastation in the aftermath of the doomsday attack. Okay. Okay. So we got both <gasps> Lois and Clark doing investigation. <gasps> yeah. What? That's got to be strange for her. Well, mm-hmm. no, wait a minute. Let me let me backstep that a little bit. Lo, this Lois Lane has experienced two Superman Clark Kents. Yeah. Who, who she, technically she was married to both of them. When they went right. electric. <laughs> was, oh, my God. So, yes. okay. And there was Superman Red. <laughs> so her dealing with two Clarks. One of which is Superman is not going to be. I mean, that's going to be like water off a duck's back for her. Yep. Because <laughs> you know, hey, been there, done that. You know, maybe not quite. Bought the t-shirt. A, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's not going to phase her. Okay, it's not going to be a big deal. I mean, it's not like she's going to have feelings for these younger clerks. You know, whatever. But here's what I think is the purpose of that. If Okay, because we got something in this issue, this Action 959, and I was like, oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, the the Rebirth CK, okay, now we we went over this last week, and I wrote it in on my blog, um, Body Holly um, at WordPress. And mm-hmm. she, what I'm thinking is, this CK, if he's the real deal, which he could be, can see how great a Lois Lane is. Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Hearing if yeah, hearing knows that his Lois Lane was great because, I mean, action zero. Um, should, should we go through <laughs> the list again? Uh, well, uh, 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 but, you know, <laughs> he's apparently, he was hidden, or he was away. Um, yeah. And so... Spoilers, Holly, spoilers, oh my god! I'm sorry, <laughs> we'll go read it, and we'll, you know, it, it, it's so great that I, I can't quit reading it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, yes, 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 yes! Um, so... Like we said, you know, loser wasn't worthy of New Fifty Two Lois. True. Mm-hmm. And because you know, the one constant in the New Fifty Two was Lois Lane. Yeah. Lois Lane so was so fantastic. Lois. Hello. Yes. 
And and you know that was the most <clears> I lost my voice. I, I got so I got so emotional there. I lost my voice. <clears throat> um, you know, I'm just thinking about this now. Um, Lois was always Superman's first choice. Yeah, she just wasn't made available to him due to circumstances, right? Well, we don't. Um, okay, let me take. Let's back. Let's walk this back a little bit. We don't know that to be true because we only saw the first year of Superman's story. Then the five-year gap. Right. You know, and then, you know, a year after that, year six, we saw the stupid foe man. Now, he, oh, it's a he did things to protect now. the people wow. he cared about, right? But we yes. don't know what the relationship between Clark and Lois, how it had developed or what they had done, or had they kissed in that five years? They haven't kissed yet in the comics. I mean, Batman's kissed her, but Superman. That's when you know a universe is screwed up beyond compare. When Batman gets to kiss Lois Lane, but Superman's never kissed her. But when Batman is worthy of Lois Lane's affection, but a Superman isn't, then you know you you have royally effed up your Superman. Yeah. So that's when you should know. <laughs> well, and and that's the big you know everybody's like, why do you always mention a five year gap? Because there's five years of story that have been kept from us. Yes. And, and and you can't build like George Perez was just like oh, so what happened? And he didn't know what what you know Morrison was only going to write six issues and then jump in the present just like Justice League did. But then he saw what was going on on outside and he went, no, we're just going to stay in the past. Yeah. Yeah, and you, and you can't tell Grant Morrison, no, do what we tell you because. A, he probably told them, listen, I've moved into the future and you just don't know it yet. And the the, the editors were probably t- too busy doing other things other than editing to realize what Morrison was doing. Well, okay. and, and <laughs> when we read Morrison's action, it was like, there's no way in hell an editor is going to be able to figure this shit out. We couldn't so even figure it out. Grant do what he wants. I still don't know what was happening in action com I've reread it so many times. I still don't know what's happening. You know, I, I just go along with the the flow of yeah, I sorta of got an idea, you know. But, that happened. But the strange thing is is that that after five what, four and a half years of the new fifty two, that turned out to be the best Superman stories. True. It did. We, you know, we were we were like I remember when action, when I was reading Grant Morrison's action, I was like, I don't understand what's happening. This is so not a good story for Superman. And then you look back and you're like, I'm so sorry. You gave us the one of the best Superman stories and we just didn't realize it. Well, yeah, but I think he gave a lot of, like we said, loopholes. La- loopholes. Uh, yeah, a lot of you know you can straighten this stuff out. Here's something to use, and here's something to use. And you know, I think Dan is Jurgens is working on this. Mm-hmm. I really do because okay, more spoilers, but we'll get to that. Yeah, let me write my note of that. 
We're making lot notes here because I even have a notepad out. EKBS. <laughs> you know what that means. Um, okay. So, um, oh, so that was solicits for action. Guys, we're, we're going to take hours, aren't we? Oh, it's just in the first hour, so we're good. Uh, we got four more hours. We're good. I charge my iPad. Don't yeah, worry. I'm only We're have good. three. I'm not sure what this phone's doing, so. You can call from somewhere else, or I'll just. Well, I could use another phone too, maybe. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Um. Okay. La 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 la. Do I really want to read the new Superman, Super Dash Man? Oh, do you notice they took the dash out? Did they? Well, at least. Newsarama did. I'm like, is it because we were calling new Super Dash Man? Because because I um, it's so funny. Rajin Yang, yeah, uh, followed um, and the new the the new Super da- Super Dash Man roleplay account, right? Right. And he, he he went out of his way to tweet this guy and say. Put the dash in there. It's super dash man. <laughs> no. So uh, I'm surprised they took the dash out. Yeah. It was funny. I retweeted it. It was so funny. Because <laughs> I was like, wow, he called out this role play account. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, really, dude. Don't be hypersensitive. So uh, unless there's some legal, I don't know. Anyway, but, I, you know, I put it, always put an emphasis on the dash. It's like... Super and small letters and a dash. <laughs> so his real name is Matt Dash Man. We just put the super in there to make it feel good. Um, Superman number eight. Uh huh. Written by Tomasi and Gleason with art by Jaime, or I assume it's Jaime uh, Mendoza, with art by and cover art by Doug Mankey. And the variant by Kenneth Rockford. Kenneth Rockford mm-hmm. on the variant covers. Okay. Apparently they got a new story going on. It's called Return to Dinosaur Island. When were they ever in Dinosaur Island? I don't know. But can now you see, a story like that, I read the title, and I'm like, well, Lois isn't going to go to Dinosaur Island. Right. Are we gonna know he won't. Exactly, uh, you know, because then they'll have to take Ranger, and then they're going to have to, you know, like, well, move the whole family to Dinosaur Island. You know, Tomasi only takes care of one timeline, one plot line at a time. Yes, I mean, he's a very... Yeah, if it was uh, in Jurgen, hello, we would have, okay, so Superman and John are with the dinosaurs, and here's Lois over here doing this. Yeah, Lois Lane is protecting camp. And she's also documenting this for the story of a lifetime, and uh, she's also but, taking care of Ranger. <laughs> well, poor Ranger has to stay at home, but and Crypto gets to go. Aw, that's unfair. You take both your dogs if you're going on holiday. <laughs> so, <sighs> so, so yeah, Ranger's being upstaged by Crypto. Yeah. But but do you Has see even mention Ranger? I mean, you know, I know he uh, had in there and then Goldie Fluffy no. name was no died. Goldie, Gold Goldie. Rest in peace, Goldie. Um Yeah. I still no, he hasn't mentioned Ranger. Clark cat dying too. 
We still have to find that. Okay, I have to go and read. I know read. it's 52. Cause I'm I know it's Grant Morrison's accent. No, I just was have it? to go and find. Was it? Was it? Was it? Or was it? Um, Charlie. What's Fish? his name? Yeah. Yeah. Might have been Charlie could Fish. Be. Could be that that one book. Or Tom Taylor and Batman Superman. No. Or no. 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 It that was wasn't there. So anyway, um, okay. So return to Dinosaur what? Island, part one. That don't make sense. Father, father, and super son work on a science assignment with bizarre consequences that transports the pair, along with Crypto, to Dinosaur Island. Now, amid yeah, Lois like, Lane gets left behind. Yeah. Now, amid relics of World War II, Superman tries to keep John from the jaws of prehistoric predators. Worse. Kal-El can't find a way to fly off the island. Well, that means Lois is going to have to save his bacon. Oh, Lois, I can just imagine Lois comes in and she's like, Seriously? The hell? <laughs> Where'd they go? <laughs> Seriously? Uh, Superman number nine. Uh, written by Tomasi and Gleason. Art by Doug Mankey and Jaime Mendoza. With cover art by Patrick Gleason. And the variant is by Kenneth Rutherford. Return to Dinosaur Island Part 2. Trapped on a strange island removed from time. He falls down that rabbit hole again there, Soups. But it was a return. So he fell down it twice, apparently. At least. (laughs) Superman and Son encounter a lone survivor from the past. Oh, no, let it be Vandal Savage, for God's sake. Oh, Jesus. He may be no, the please. key to their escape. But first, they must survive the other denizens of the island. You see, just from those solicits, I'm not going to buy Superman. Sorry, eight to nine. Sorry. Yeah, if we, if we say Lois is at home trying to get their butts back, that would be good. But no, we don't get Yeah, if, P.S. Lois is packing her... You know, her army survival kit and, like, map and compass and stuff. And she's, and she's like, huffing, I have to go save these two again. Well, Lois. Come on, Ranger. Come on, Ranger. Let's go check them down. Yeah, look. Come on, Ranger. Just hang it. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. It just reeks of Savage Dawn. <laughs> World War Two stuff. They're on an island somewhere. There's denizens mm-hmm. instead of hordes this time. Mm. I can see where this is going. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But you can't really tell from a solicit, right? They just put him in there. Uh, to, whatever. Return to Dinosaur Island. I'm sorry. When Do I look like I'm before? going to that? When, I, when were they bef- there before? Huh? When? Yeah. When was he there before and what... What rabbit hole did he fall down in time in again? I mean, I remember when Connor Kent went to Superboy with the with the black T-shirts uh, and jeans, um, and he and Crypto somehow managed to wander on to Dinosaur Island, and Crypto bit the dinosaur, and then they just got chased around by a T-Rex for, like, one issue. I remember that. Is that New 52? Like, no, that's pre-52. Oh, well, then, heck. 
So, but Superman wasn't involved, and and Connor couldn't fly off the island because of its um time warp thing. So Krypton's gonna know. be the star of that book because he's been there before. Basically. Okay. Basically, <laughs> Krypton's gonna be like, hmm. Uh, no, well, you see, that's a different crypto. That crypto died on 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 when 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 Brainiac. You know, that was the crypto that looked like a Labrador. Oh, no, that's not right. like a wolf. So, and he wore a cape. So, so Trinity number two, because we got Trinity number one in September. Yes. Uh, Better Together Part Two. Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman have uncovered a window into their very souls, and the power of temptation proves to be stronger than any villain they could battle. Oh, I'm going to be starting knocking my head on the wall. The bonds of friendship and trust between the most formidable heroes on the planet will be tested to their breaking point with the lives of innocents hanging in the balance. Didn't they already do this and it was called the New 52? Didn't they already do this and it was called uh, basically just don't do this again in that whole thousand years stuff and remember where Wonder Woman takes him to the garden? Yeah, Wonder Woman takes him to that garden, and she's like, this will show you your heart's true desire. And it shows him kissing Lois and holding Lois, and he's like, Diana, it's it's Lois, it's not you. And she's like, I know, Cal. And, yeah. Yeah, Are they going to do that? Are they going to make Wonder Woman a mopey, lovesick, jealous? I think that was Wonder Woman 140, and we will return to that issue Three books in. Okay. What else do we have to read for Oxaber? There's a bombshell with Lois in it. Probably. Uh, I I know they're doing. Is it because um, Marguerite has so many war factions, right? She's got Mira. She's got the Bad Girl. She's got all these different. So she keeps traveling every month every few issues, every clump of issues to a different war faction just to check in on people and how they're doing. Yeah. So it's very rotisserie, rotating. I was going to say rotisserie. Rotisserie is on a spit. Oh, that's nice. That's a chicken. (laughs) That's a chicken. It's spinning, honey. (sighs) Yeah. Why are they still doing just just to society? I I mean, that looks like... I don't know. Is Justice Society still coming out? Is that like a thing? What? No, no, no. Earth 2 Society. I don't know if Justice Society is coming out or not. You would think it would. Mm, The Earth 2 Society, yeah. I I lost track with that. They they killed Superman. I was like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Wonder Woman, number eight. Written by Greg Rucka with art. And cover art by Nicola Scott and Jenny Frison is doing, or Frison is doing the cover, the variant cover art. Year one, part four. The world is finally introduced to Wonder Woman, and adversaries both ancient and new take note. Aha! Wonder mm-hmm. Woman number nine, written by Greg Rucka, art and cover art by Liam Sharp, with variant. Did you see that cover? Variant that cover, cover, yeah, by Jenny Frison. Which has a hello, a bunch.
of crap behind him, but uh, we've got Steve Trevor with, uh, it looks like a phoenix uh, tat on his bicep. There. It's his um, it's his military tattoo. It's yeah. the rank of his um, yeah. He got a little beard going on. He's holding on to Diana. Diana's holding on to him, and he's smiling, and she's leaning into him and giving him the googly eyes. And so, yeah, that's a oh. great cover. Thank you, Liam. <laughs> yes, Liam Sharp. He tweeted out the picture of that um. Uh, because these solicits were, were leaked by some random site, right? Right. Uh, and so then all the artists came out. And what they did was uh, the site that leaked these things, they put a weird, ugly filter on um, all the pictures and it made them like glow, like made them green and, and yellow and stuff. But anyway, so all the artists came out and they released the originals. Uh, off the covers and oh, Liam Sharp said he had to turn off his notifications because <laughs> people went nuts. People yeah. went nuts for that cover. It's like, a great cover. Like, and he's like, but y'all aren't seeing what's in the background and we're like, we don't care what's in the background. And he's like, but that's the story. But we're like, we don't care. It's, you know how long we've been waiting for this and um, okay, he knows. Yeah, putting them prominent. Yeah, he knows. He was yeah. like, I, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, stuff I, in the background that eventually people are going like, okay, I got to pay attention to. This. That's the thing about Rucka's writing and Jurgen's writing. They are giving us mysteries, and everybody's trying to yes. figure them out. I mean, that's part of the fun. That's like I can't wait right. for the next issue to find out what the next clue is. See, the problem with the New 52 was they just threw crap against the wall, and did they deal with it later or not? Now, Never. What one of the great things about Jurgen that we'll be talking about later is that he's picking up some of those uh, loose ends. That I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's right. That did happen, and, and it, Jurgens is working with that. Oh, my gosh. So, right. I think um, you alluded to the you, – you said this. Just yeah. a little while ago. That's the problem with Peter Tomasi. He's one. He's got this one line storyline. Right. It's like a straight arrow from beginning to end, and that's where it goes. With it doesn't really go anywhere sometimes. True, it, but what I mean is, it goes from point A to point B, and if nothing happens in between, you know, tough luck. There's nothing um, sidelines happening that, that would bring in a little mystery or adventure or oh what's happening here you know it's yeah. like he doesn't with, do with subplots at all exactly and with Dan Jurgens and now Greg Rucker I mean Greg Rucker I've only really read a couple of books of his and that was um, when Lois Lane was serving in the uh, well not serving she was writing her stories uh, the war stories in the front lines and stuff and right. I think she gets shot or something, and stuff happens. I think it's um, Black Mixie in 2007, you know, when they killed him off. Right. Yeah. But that's like, I haven't read a lot of Greg Rucker stuff, right? Oh, you got to read Rucker. Uh, but what you, like, I didn't have it available to me. 
Okay. Okay. So okay. it's not my it's not my fault. It's right. Not my, right. Exactly. Not my own choices. Right. Um, but what I'm saying is now that I have the opportunity to pick up from an issue one or or, or from a, the beginning and and follow it through, you know. And he's right. writing two storylines. He's writing year one and he's writing lies. Yeah. So it's I I'm getting two for two storylines for the so you know for the price of sort of one right uh, and what i love about it is that he writes the exact same way as dan jurgens where he introduces something and he drops a hint here and he's like well think about this and what about that and what about that and and he's bringing all these things and he's making you think and the new 52 didn't do that for me no right no. Where we would actually go and find mystery, and we would actually pull up stuff, and like you know, I keep bringing up what happened to that Lana Lang in Superman's head. <laughs> you know, it went nowhere. It, it went was like, nowhere. Oh, well now we're going to see these psycho weirdos over here. I'm like, why? It was like a, it was a cliffhanger that was never resolved, yes. and it's like, so why would you do that? Side off a cliff. Or not Lois. Lana committed suicide off a cliffhanger. What? You know, and the thing is, that's what irritated me about the Near 52. Right. Is that we went looking for mystery instead of it being handed to us and saying, here, go and think. Right? We were actually sort of exercising our brains because they weren't offering us anything in of substance. Right. Right, and, and Mossy's actually written something in one issue, and the next issue contradict it, and we're going, wait a minute, you just said over here that this happened, and now it's, oh, oh, that didn't happen, but this happened, what? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so, I mean, that was the problem we had with this whole final days of Superman, Yeah. right? It was, he was writing all eight books, and it was all over the place. You yeah. know, Batman, in one have, issue... He had another writer writing one thing, and he was writing another. He was writing it all. Exactly. And he couldn't keep a storyline intact, you know? Batman, in one issue, is fine. You know, he's he's uh, one half of the world's finest bromance, you know? And then in the next issue, he's like, oh, well, sorry, China didn't pan out. And we're like, What? Were you blind when that flying dude just took off and went somewhere? Did you not see that, Batman? You know? Um, Definitely dummy detective in that book. And Tomasi wrote Dummy detective. Right. And that's the problem with the New 52 is that it didn't offer substance. It offered, like you said, they threw crap against the wall and they, they said, let's see what slides, what sticks, what doesn't. Yeah. You know? Sometimes it was like they were they threw it blindly behind their backs and they tried to use a mirror to look at what stuck, you know, it was that off. Um, but yeah, and now with action comics, uh, I'm not reading Batman because I, I do not have the patience for more mysteries from Gotham's past. Okay. I dealt with the court of owls and I was like, so disappointed all like, uh uh-uh. uh, what? Dick Grayson fighting his grandfather, excuse me, his great grandfather. What? Um, 
And I didn't even get so now, that. I was like, no, yeah. no. What's yeah. happening now? Oh, let's not talk about now. But yeah, so I'm I'm not really into Batman now. Uh, I will read Batman in Justice League. I will read Batman in Trinity, maybe, if they don't go down that whole temptation route. Um, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Is Trinity going to turn out to be three way? I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> no. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm spending my money on. Can you believe it? Action Comics and Wonder Woman. I'm actually, for the first time in my life, buying Wonder Woman regularly and enjoying it. And saying, wow, my three bucks was well spent. I'm trying to find all Batman. Yeah, I'm still here. Hold on. I'm trying to find okay. All-Star, sorry, All-Star Batman. Why? Because I want to see how many issues. When does that come out? All Star Batman doesn't even hasn't come out yet. Okay, but it, I was looking going to look at October to see what issue it was because I saw it when I was going down through. I think it comes out in August because I saw Scott Snyder tweeting something. And oh, here it is. Yeah, it's number three in October. So yeah, September. I assume that's two issues a month, is it? No, it's only one. Nine. One issue. So one issue a month that comes out in August. Yeah. And the show's right. Yay! <laughs> oh, actually, Declan Shelby is doing has shares with the art with Ramita. Gee, John, can you get the job done? And John, Gee, wow, cover I art June. And so Kenny Mickey, and then Jock is doing art as well and cover. Oh no! And then art and cover art is on the variants. I assume is Declan Shelby again. I don't know what they're doing. Apparently, they have three artists on All Star Batman number three. But it comes on monthly. What's John Romita Junior doing? I have taking on his reflection. You know. Probably Scott, like, seriously, you did that? Who is Scott Snyder? He's going to be... (laughs) He's going to be shocked because he's been used to, for five years, seeing Greg Capullo pull out those awesome, awesome arcs. And he's going to see John Romita Jr.'s work and he's going to be like, "Eh, why, why? What did I do to deserve this? Yeah. No, seriously, what did Scott Snyder do to deserve that? Nothing. Seriously. That's it. They're killing the golden goose, you know? Which doesn't yeah. bother them anyway. So, Wonder Woman number nine. Excuse me. The Lies, part five. Diana takes another step closer to discovering the truth, dot, dot, dot. And the mysterious God Watch responds. Okay. When I saw God Watch, the first thing I thought was that stupid watch in Watchmen. <laughs> but, you know, well, it, which brings up the hey. you know, it brings up the question. Okay, we know that Superman Clark times 2 or whatever, uh a loser were being quote unquote controlled 
by Mr. Oz, right? Right. So does each character have their own controllers? And then is the DCU have one big bad hmm. main manipulator? So, like, maybe, like, an Injustice League sort of, quote, uh, like, um, thing, you know, where each one has their own sort of person who is assigned to them. Because I think with Batman, it'll be the comedian, maybe. Yeah, but he hasn't Because he found the up. pun. I mean... Right now, did the comedian know, die? Is the comedian in the Batman book now? No. Did the comedian die in Watchmen? Oh well, I think so. Maybe the peacemaker will show up. Um, ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Who the comedian was based on? Um, okay, here's the thing. Somehow, I think this is more organic than somebody getting a sign. But may yeah. So, you know, we know that supposedly Batman and the Flash are Wally West, right, are investigating this. Or is it Barry Allen that's investigating No, no, Barry Allen's investigating it. So, so it's Bruce Wayne and Barry Allen are supposedly investigating this. That's not in the Batman book, correct? No, it's not none of it is in the Batman right? book. That we know of? Uh, not that I have seen. So a detective is doing um, that whole Batman and he has two new allies and he's trying to discover if they're good or bad. One's called Gotham and the other one's called Gotham Girl. Um, Yeah, I know. Lame. Uh, Yeah, really. Batman is dealing with him trying to rebuild the Bat family because you know, death of the family took place. And so right. the Bat family is scattered, right? The, the Robin wasn't talking to his father. He died. Um, he was brought back to life. Very confusing. Um, there, there's no, like, you know, Cassandra Kane isn't involved. Spoiler isn't involved. Um, and he's training this new Robin, that sort of thing. And so and it's, Robin? It's more, yeah, he's training a new Robin. Yeah. Male or female? Male. And uh, uh, I think he's African American. Yeah. Okay. I think he's like maybe related to Lucius Fox. Oh, probably. So like. that's happening. So it's more like rebuilding what was broken. Yeah. So where are we gonna get? Batman and Flash investigating what happened to cause the new 52 to exist. And I think we're going to get that more with Wally West when he sort of crosses into Flash. Because if you read the Flash coming up, it's going to have both Wallys in there. Okay. So I think I think they're dealing with that. In the Flash and maybe the Teen Titan, uh, the Titans book, not Teen Titans. Yeah, the Titans. The Titans book. But yeah. they're eventually um, going to have to bring it. I would think they would have to bring it into Justice League. Definitely, yeah. Or if 
they are going to sort of reboot the Justice League of America. Maybe that book. I don't know. Well, they just so to I, end it. I think Brian Hitch is bringing the ideas of the last few issues of Justice League of America, which he into Justice League and bringing those into Justice League. I think it's what he said. Okay. All right. So, okay. All right. Um. Yeah. So probably. But the thing about it is it's still kind of a mystery to me is does each hero have, like, a controller? Now, I don't think Aquaman does. But we uh, Aquaman is being watched, actually, by... Uh, it was revealed Black Manta has a secret ally who is watching Aquaman. Okay, so on being one two. each one has their own separate controller. But they... Either the master manipulator is manipulating the controllers or, you know, I don't think they have a group meeting like, you know, the Legion of Doom or anything. <laughs> but uh, I think that may be it. It's like, okay, each one has its own controller, but behind the scenes is the big guy mm-hmm. or yeah. girl or whichever. Um so, yeah. So, and especially, I mean, that's really pronounced in Ruckus' story, because why else would Wonder Woman declare her life a lie and then want to go right. for the truth, and she wants to find out what the heck. And now they're mentioning this God Watch thing. You know, we know right. that Mr. Oz is in Superman in Action Comics. I mean, he's standing in front of his brother ice cream, <laughs> you know, looking at everybody, even, you know, Rebirth CK, we've got, you know, the pre-flash point peeps, the, you know, and he's looking at he's everybody. Even watching, it's not just yeah, he's Lex even watching Lex Luthor, so. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's cool, That's you know, because everybody's trying to figure out, okay, what's going on? And, you know, they have these Watchmen references in DCU Rebirth that everybody's keeping in the back of their mind. And so when the f- first time I see this thing, God Watch, I'm thinking, oh, that's a cockamamie watch. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I think it's whatever's behind both Steve and Diana in this cover. And it's really yeah. And it's eval. So we all know that the new fifty two was born of evil. True. Ever yep. evil, no less. Yeah, I mean, you you said it yourself. It was it was villain worship. Yeah. It was death culture and villain worship. Yeah, that's what it was. Because you know, heroes can't be heroes, and then they would have the other go. We are the best heroes. Oh no, they're a bunch of losers right now. Well, how can you say that? So, okay. So I think that's solicits. Did we did we miss anything that we really should be talking about on solicits? Hello, Delusia. Oh, let me check. Let me see. Oh, Tej is gone. Okay. Um. So when Tej comes back, she gets the rant about. Uh. She has a little rant that she wanted to do. Um, apparently, okay, Frank Cho was on the variant covers for Wonder Woman. And 
he's not exactly female approved, I guess is the way to put it. Hi, back. Hello. Hello, are you there? Nope. Oh, I gotta punch it again. Hello. Are you there? Hello. Hello. I thought we'd do Frank. It's gonna be one of those nights. It's gonna be one of those nights. Huh? I thought it's gonna be one of those nights. Oh, okay. So I don't know who Frank Cho is. I don't know. I've never met the guy, and apparently if I had, I wouldn't have liked it. I don't know. I just see this stuff in my Twitter, you know, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, he was mm-hmm. variant covers for Wonder Woman, and some people oh, wasn't too happy with that. And, and I guess, you know, Jeff Jones asked Greg Rucker to come back to DC Comics, which is a big deal, folks. Yep. And to revamp, to reestablish Wonder Woman as the truly great hero she is. Um, And so Greg pretty much, like we discussed with Grant Morrison, pretty much probably has carte blanche. I don't know that he's doing the editorial stuff, but I think if Greg said no, editorial said, sorry, we can't do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think Greg's the lead leader of this ship known as Wonder Woman, which is fine by me. I mean, he's got fantastic artists. Got Liam Sharp yes. and Nicola Scott. You couldn't mm-hmm. ask for better people. I mean, their art is amazing. It's like it's like dessert. It's like it is. It's like you it want to gobble like it up. Dessert. So, yeah, yeah. Um but apparently Frank Cho was chosen as the variant cover guy for Wonder Woman. And some people have problems with that. I, I, you know, I didn't jump in on this. I didn't know, you know, whatever. I just let it go and let him do their thing. And so now he's no longer doing the variant covers because Greg Greco kept looking at him and going, no, can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so Frank Cho, Cho pretty much, more or less from the tweets I saw, through a temper tantrum. So why is Greg Greg Record able to tell me no? Blah, 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 blah. You know, and I'm like, because, bonehead, they're trying to build Wonder Woman back up and you're not helping. Now, apparently there are different standards for stuff, but okay. I saw the variant cover that he had done. Basically, she's in a helmet. She's got a helmet on. She's got her mm-hmm. hands up deflecting uh, some kind of bullet or something, and half her face is covered. Right. But her boobs are prominent, okay? They're covered, which may have been something that Ruckus is covering them up. They were covered, but they were, and she was in that, remember how we bitched about Finch's pose on that one cover? That was the pose that she had. Her boobs sticking out front and her butt, you know, jutted up in the back with, you know, barely anything on. And mm-hmm. I was kind of like, no, that's not appropriate for where they're going with Wonder Woman right now. Okay. Right. And some artists, well, it's not, you know, it's not provocative because, you know, they're not really showing anything or anything. But, no, it was, to me, it was half her face was covered. So that means the emotion and that kind of thing wasn't being represented. 
Yeah, it's an action right. shot, but you can still have an action shot and still show her face. Yep. So mm-hmm. you might as well put a bag over her head. Okay. Basically, yeah. And then, mm-hmm. you know, her boobs were front and prominent. Okay. Yeah, they were covered, but her ass end was stuck up in the air. You know, she did all that whole twisted spine thing again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, no, that's not appropriate for what they're doing now. You're supposed to show her as a confident, strong woman, you know. And what they basically were giving you was, what do I call it? Cheesecake? I don't say cheesecake. Because I, I, I actually like some cheesecake artists, but this was not, it wasn't even cheesecake. It was just wrong. It was like Finch spine with yeah with a bag over it basically yeah you know i saw the cover right and i was like well you know we're going back to that whole broken spine thing yeah. again like that like that catwoman cover okay i know it's two different artists right but you physically can't do this with your body right and I know she's one woman, okay, I know she's fictional and stuff and whatever, but, I mean, he has her skirt flapping up, and you can see her panties, right? And it's not even, like, covering her butt, right, because you can see a butt shot, even though it's a side view. I don't know how he managed to, it's like she, she's like, here's my bum, and I'm twisting around, if people can imagine this. And I'm twisting around, and here's my boobs. And, oh, I'm blocking these bullets from hitting my face, but my body is, like, totally unprotected. Uh, so it's weird, right? Um, I've seen other stuff that he's done, and from that you can draw a conclusion. I mean, this guy openly makes fun of feminism, and he calls people who say, Things are sexist, and it's not sexy, it's sexist, you know. Uh, he, he openly makes fun of people, right? He, he draws women in very provocative, uh, very stupid, very comical roles, and he, and he makes fun of it. So you know, coming from this guy with this background, what he intended to do for Wonder Woman. And so it's... To me, I don't think it was a good fit. Uh, to me, I I would give Greg Rucker, you know, carte blanche on editing his variant covers because guess what? Dan Juggins came out and said, I give uh, Clay Man a draft of what I want on the variant covers and he has to, you know, every writer has, the um what's the word I want to use? The options to give the variant cover artists what they want as their cover because at the end of the day it's their story that's being sold on these covers. And I don't think Greg Rucker would have wanted to sell this whole sexy one woman thing again. If you look at Liam Sharp's covers or Nicola Scott's covers that they're doing. They show her 
as powerful, as feminine, as beautiful, as Wonder Woman, basically. When you think of all the good things and all the good qualities about Wonder Woman, that's how the covers show her. And I don't see why a variant cover should be in... To me, it wasn't... It was not... To me, I took offense by it because... And then he goes out and Frank Cho apparently uh, said to somebody... Well, she's wearing a skirt, so you should be able to see her underwear, you know, underneath. And he says, it just makes sense. And, but you're the artist, so you have the artistic choice to draw or not to draw that in a particular pose, in a particular way. Uh, But anyway, I think it was completely mishandled and just knowing the guy from his background, from what he's done before, from what he's tweeted before or said before, whatever, or what he's drawn, he wasn't a good fit fit for uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, Later, the stories have come out that the artists don't have the choice of the variant cover artists. They were just paired up who would look and fit well with the um, with the characters, I guess. So, like Clayman, you know, is a good fit for Superman because he draws really, really good. And he's, I think he's done Superman in, in something before and people liked it. So... The Clayman did a did a Man of Steel like fan art thing. I remember, and people responded well to it. And anyway, you know, uh, Kenneth Rockefeller has drawn Superman in the books before, so he's he's you know he's familiar with the character and all that sort of thing. Um, I don't know all the variant cover artists. I did know Frank Cho was doing the cover art for Wonder Woman. There was a big blow up when he was announced. I didn't get it because I didn't know who he was. Now that I've seen his work and I'm like, okay, right, you know, wasn't a good fit. Um, But it's completely unprofessional from him that he came out and he was like, oh, well, Greg Rucker was censoring my work and Greg Rucker is so mean and Greg Rucker didn't allow me to do what I wanted. Yeah, because your idea of Wonder Woman wasn't meshing and fitting with what he had planned for her, which is to redeem Wonder Woman and make her Wonder Woman again, you know, not Tiara or whoever. And, yeah. Um, Also, that's my thoughts on the whole Frank Cho thing. Um, If he wasn't working well with Greg Rucker, I say kick him off because hey, it's just a varying cover. You know what? You can get somebody else who is more than happy to draw Wonder Woman. You know, Emmanuel Lupacino, she draws great female figures. Um, Kat Staggs, she draws a wonderful Wonder Woman. Um, oh, oh, hey. They're frightened now. 
Eh? Apparently they switched to Fryson now. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. I don't know who that is. Right. <laughs> have to look her up. I'll have to look her up as well. But you know what I'm saying is yeah. there are hundreds of artists, thousands of artists out there that would die at the opportunity to draw a Wonder Woman variant cover. And if Frank Cho is, is being so unprofessional about it, and he's being such a spoiled little brat about it, and he's not respecting the cover that he's, the, the character that he's drawing, then he never had respect for Wonder Woman. And if you don't have respect for, for the character, if you don't have that respect, then you're not going to draw them in appropriate positions, in appropriate poses, in appropriate artwork. And I think, kick him off, you know. Okay, what did he do before? Was he a big Marvel guy or something? I don't know, because all I've seen is him doing, um, like, I think he was a Marvel guy. But, you know, that's not like saying wondrous things, because Marvel have have had a problem with sexist covers, you know. I mean, I just have to think about that whole uh, Spider-Woman cover where her butt is hanging in the air and, you know, She's like crawling down, and you know her butt takes half the cover, and you're like, "What? How is this even proportionate?" You know. Well, um, the reason I ask is okay. What I meant, what I meant is, did he have an established career like you know Ramita Junior? Uh, you know, <sighs> and so he's a you know oh, oh he's a good you know we got Frank Cho you know and then. He can't work with Rucka because he doesn't understand that Rucka, the complete Wonder Woman build, is on Rucka's shoulders. And, you know, and John, you know, asked him back. You know, it took a personal request from Jeff John to get Rucka back. And obviously, mm-hmm. Rucka and John discussed Wonder Woman. Hello? Right. Well, I just Googled him now, right, to find out who he is. Right. And the cover art, he's apparently a writer as well, so he's written his own books as well. Right. Um, the art that, he's a writer and artist. Uh, the art for his books, A, it's only women that he's been doing. Um, but it's all immensely provocative sexual poses. I mean, there's this one comic he's done called Jungle Girl. Uh, She's basically got two triangles over her boobs and a triangle at the bottom and uh, of loincloth material. Mm -hmm. And her legs are literally spread open and her knees are up to her boobs so you can, like, yeah, it's like that kind of pose. Like she's just waiting for you to enter her or something. Um, then he's done woman. That's it. It's like woman. And it's a, half, it's a naked lady. Um, then he's done Liberty Meadows. Don't know what that is. Again, another sexual pose. Red Sonia. Uh, she's not very clothed. Um yeah. Ugh. This is disgusting. This artwork. Oh my god. 
Let me. Oh, it gets. It, let me well, say it gets this. Stop. Yeah. I'm not a prude. Where I think, oh, there should be no provocative anything. But I think the point is, is like when I read or see a Deja Thoris uh, book, you know who she is, right? Yes. Uh-huh. I expect her to be scantily clad. She's right. a warrior, but, I, you know, that doesn't bother me because that's who she is and that's who she's always been. Right. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. the point is, is that Wonder Woman has never really truly been scantily clad. No. And... Right now they're rebuilding her from what we've called Tierra. Well, she was kind of scantily clad in New 52, probably. Her short mm-hmm. short story. You know, I mean, I've seen her, okay, I've seen her in bathing suit type outfits, like when George Perez drew her and stuff, but she was never provocative. No. It's not no. the amount of costume. It's the amount, it, it's the character itself. What are you showing with this character? That that cover I saw of Wonder Woman that he had done was more or less a peekaboo. Cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It did not show her as a mighty warrior, a strong woman, a searcher of the truth. It's like, you know, peekaboo. I'm like, no, this isn't. And I think I think I don't think he understands. Maybe he thinks, well, why did they hire me if that wasn't what they wanted? And how can Greg Rucker tell me no? And how can Greg Rucker tell me to not make, you know, this or that? Or Well, the reason is because Greg Rucker is rebuilding this character because we all know New 52 didn't know what the hell to do with her. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, Brian Azzarello, hello, let's go back to this story. Dan DiDio, he asked Dan DiDio what they were doing with Wonder Woman because he was telling him all these plans of what they were going to do with New 52 because, you know, Azarello wasn't in the editorial retreat. And Dan tells him, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to basically, probably, it ended up, she's going to be Superman's girlfriend. And remember what Azarello did? Right then and there, he gave a pitch for Wonder Woman, and that's how he got Wonder Woman. Now, mm-hmm. You know, he, he, you know, some people thought I, I didn't like, you know, the Amazons raping sailors and, you know, selling their their male children down the river, and you know them killing the sailors, you know, being black widows basically. But he brought back, you know, Wonder Woman was strong in her book when Azarello was writing her. Definitely, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Chang, you know, she had an outfit. When did Chang ever show her boobs first? Never. Never. And he did the covers it, too. Yeah. So Plus Chang actually wanted to give her pants, you know, because he said like that. Family did. Oh, yeah, at one time, everybody had a. Uh, uh, at one time, yeah. but you know what Chang did that I really Probably really Chang, loved. Actually. You know what Chang did that I really loved is that he gave her that whole Greek. Um, he took her back to the skirt. Right? right, where which is what the Gre- Grecians wore when they went to war, right? Men or women, it, it, they wore the skirt because it allowed for freer movement, right? right? And 
everything was explained. It wasn't just, oh, she needs a new outfit. So we're going to give her a new outfit because she's not a girl anymore. She's a woman. What? What even? Meredith Finch, what even? Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's not that I have a thing against provocativeness right. or women in sexual poses or anything like that. I've seen hentai. I don't, I, you know, I don't go yeah. up and say, oh, this art. I don't say, I don't go up and say, oh, this artist is, un, you know, unfeminist or sexist. Or it's that to the genre, it must fit. That's what we're saying. And if you go looking for hentai, then you know you're going to find that. But if you go looking for Wonder Woman, you shouldn't expect her to be, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, you shouldn't expect that. Boobs and butts and panty, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I definitely think somebody knew what they were getting into when they hired Frank Cho. Because Frank Cho only does women comics. And... They all basically are sitting there with their legs spread open in like teasing poses. So, so, do you think this is a repeat of whoever hired the artist in the first place in the New 52 trying to sabotage stuff with. Probably. Because I think. I'm trying to remember that I mean, uh, rebirth video when they announced rebirth. It was who was it that called Liam up and asked him if he would do it? It was somebody. It wasn't Jim Lee, was it? It was Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns called Liam Sharp up because he knows him from um, animation. Blah, blah, blah. Animation and Media Fire, the 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 company that does uh, right. animated the comics. motion comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he called him up and he said, or he met him somewhere and he said. Well, are you are you drawing anything? And Liam said no. And he said, which which character would you like to draw the most? And he said, you know who I would really love to work on would be Wonder Woman. And Jeff John said, well, you know what? We're doing a reboot. Send me. And he sent Jeff Johns this whole like email that like couldn't come through because it was so huge of artwork. And he said. This is what I would do with with Wonder Woman, and he said, "Like you're hired." <laughs> See, I wonder if this was again Jim Lee hiring artists. You know, right? Mm-hmm. And so he tapped Frank Cho, and he, Cho wasn't a good fit for what they're doing. Um, no, I mean, I just Googled Frank Cho and every single picture is of a female in a sexual pose. I wouldn't even call it provocative because provocative is still teasing. This doesn't leave anything to the imagination. It's like, here I am. So, yeah, I can see where that would be a problem. The thing about Lee is, now, according to my son, I don't know if this is fact or not, but the reason that Power Girl had such big boobs was because of mm-hmm. Jim Lee. Oh no, that that's I've seen that going around as well because um 
I was curious. I was like, why does all Palgo always have these ginormous tits? Yeah, I was just I was I was trying to put it nicely, right? She's she's a well endowed woman. Um, no, that's being well nice. Chest, I mean, that's a well chest. Frankly, woman. honest, she has ginormous tits. She has unrealistically large boobs. Um, and then there's the whole boob window thing, right? It was never part of her original outfit. Right. And and I've seen the forums where people are like, no, Jim Lee wanted this. Yeah. Jim Lee. Jim Lee had a thing for Power Girl with the huge boobs. Mm-hmm. And um, it was actually Amanda Connor, when she started doing the Power Girl run, she made a ton of fun of Jim, uh, like, yeah. like very underhandedly at Jim Lee, like sort of what they did with their Harley Quinn book where they made fun of Dan DiDio. Right. Constantly, like Dan DiDio was always being made fun of. But you know, uh, him and Jimmy are tight. They're from the old neighborhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and so looking fun at Dan is kind of like you know, uh, Dan would be laughing his ass off too. But I don't, Jim Lee. I don't think he takes jobs very well. No, I don't. I think he hands them out and he doesn't get, receive them very well. Right. But yeah, Amanda Connor was the one that sort of underhandedly poked fun at him. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know how true this is. This is just in the forums. But you know what? The comic book industry isn't the best secret keepers. So No. Yeah, people talk. <laughs> so, yeah. No, but I, I, will, I will collaborate with that, that according to the forums, <laughs> according to the people... Uh yeah, Jim Lee wanted Paul Girl to have ginormous tits that are bigger than every other single part of her anatomy. <laughs> yeah. So and we know that the new fifty two was basically run by the artist. Oh, who yeah. cares about the story? Just put a couple more splash pages in it. Mhm. You know, and but those days are gone. Mhm. But I think we can we can. Leave Frank Cho there and jump into I sent you a DM about Funko and yep. their line, right? You remember a while back I told you uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Right. Um, my dad follows that show because he likes it, right? Right. And so I, and I, so I sit and I watch it, and it's entertaining, Right. I feel sorry for agents because they're so heavily dependent on the Marvel movies and the Marvel movies don't share information with them. So there's a lot of uh, rewriting and taking back. But anyway, I digress from that. The whole story read of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is about the origins of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., led by this one character who is Sky, who's now been revealed as Daisy Johnson. Uh, Quake, right? And she is the main character next to um, Agent Coulson. Mm-hmm. Right? And her Funko, right, everybody else is is male on this, on this 
uh, there's only two female characters, right? One's a lab technician and one's a, the, the hero, the lead of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's like Peggy Everybody else something? is male. Sorry? Is that Peggy something or is that a different show? Who was no, 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 Catherine's not... girlfriend? Did she have her own show? Uh, Peggy Carter, yeah. She had her own show, but it got canceled. Okay. So. But this is now in, the, in in modern times. So Peggy Carter was in the past. Okay. Okay. So there is this glorified like lab technician person, right? She's female. And then the other person is this Daisy Johnson, who is Quake. Right. Um, and she's like the first of this inhuman breed. So she's basically like mutants, but they can't use the word mutants because that belongs to Fox. Um, okay. So <laughs> that's the whole thing there, right? But so it's her bringing this team together, right? And she's, she's the leader. Main, she's the leader of the group. She's most prominent. And she's the most prominent. She's been in every single episode, right? Oh, gotcha. And her Funko was only released. Now, in season four. What? In season four, her Funko was released. Everybody else, all the guys, all the villains, all the henchmen, all the other things, <laughs> they all got their Funkos, right? Right. But the main character of the show gets hers in season four, right? So what keep that in mind. On there? I don't know, right? Then you you saw the email I sent. Uh, I sent you a screen cap of the email that Funko sent me when I asked him about Lois Lane. Right. Right. They said, oh, they didn't get the rights to. Now in my email, I asked for Lois Lane, right? And I gave an example of there's Amy Adams, there's Erica Durant, and there's the animated Lois Lane. That I gave them every single Lois Lane, right? I listed every single one. And they replied back, and they said, oh, we don't have the rights from Amy Adams to use her likeliness for a Funko. Which which is not true. Which is utter bullshit, because Amy Adams has been begging for an action figure, for a statue, for something, right? Right. Since Man of Steel. Right? So I don't think Amy Adams would say, oh, no, you can't use my likeliness on this thing, on the Funko. Yeah, right? like would Amy wouldn't vote Lois Lane ever. Yeah. You know, she would She would be the first one in line right. signing over her likeliness for eternity to get Lois Lane made, okay? And so the thing is, I, when I read that, I knew it was utter nonsense. Uh, another person who's also my friend on Twitter who constantly asks for a Lois Lane Funko sent them an email. They sent almost the exact same thing to her, right? And they're like, oh, we don't have the, the rights to Lois Lane. And I'm, I'm, again, I say bullshit because they have the entire DC universe open to them because they have an exclusive deal with the whole DC Legion, Right? Where they, yeah, where they, they made a big announcement about it, that they had all the characters. Exactly. Every single character is available to them. 
They're doing for September the woman of DC, and in that box they will not feature Alois Lane Funko, which I think is the biggest insult ever to every DC fan. Um, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they told me about. That's what they told me about Lois Lane. Now I was looking at the Suicide Squad releases for because the movie's coming up. Right. And they have, I have counted, they have 10 Joker Funkos coming out, right? I don't care. If he changes his makeup in every single one, what? Uh, No, I'll explain them to you. I'll explain them, right? I don't care if it's a Hot Topic exclusive because he has a black jacket or whatever, right? Um, There's the... There's there's one where he's uh there was the original picture released where he's screaming, right? There's one where he's metallic. There's one where he glows in the dark. There's um one where he there's has a hands. staff. I don't know. He has a stick, right? Okay. So that's how the ver- that's how they all go, right? They glow in the dark. I don't right. know. Painted blue, whatever, right. right? They have ten of them. The next. Um, one that has the most un- uh, after Joker is Harley Quinn. She has nine or eight. Right. Right. I can't remember. Uh, then they have everybody else. Right. Katana. But they they have Katana. They have uh, uh, Enchantress. They have Dia- Diablo. They have Slipknot. They have Killer Croc. They have Deadshot. Uh, Rick Flag. Everybody. They have Rick Flag. They have Rick Flag, but they do not have Amanda Waller. And and I was looking at this, and I'm saying Amanda Waller literally creates the Suicide Squad. Yes. In every in every incarnation of the Suicide Squad, well, no. checkmate. Oh, back back to Rick Flag. Right. Originally. Created them, but Rick Flag was. Uh, it was revealed later. He was under the directive of Amanda Waller. Right. He did but, it in secret. But well, right? the first, the first series, it was Rick Flag, and then they brought okay. in Waller later. But that's been how many decades ago, too? Two decades ago. We can, we can move on from that, okay? Like Amanda Waller in the right. animation, she creates them, right? She calls even them in creatures. Smallville. In Smallville, exactly. She was squad. Right. I love Pam Greer as Waller. Oh, she is she is the Amanda Waller for me. Yeah, for so, live action, she is Amanda Waller. Sorry. For for live action, she is Amanda Waller. Um, I have high hopes for Viola Davis because she's Viola Davis. Right. Um, but that's the thing is you have a character based off. And this woman, right, is an astounding actress. Everything I've watched Viola Davis in, she's fantastic, right? She's award-winning, right? She's been nominated for two Oscars. Is she's been nominated for Jelly Globe. commercials now. Is she sorry? What? Okay, when I watch Hulu, they have commercials, you know. And uh-huh, yeah. I think it's Viola Davis that does the petroleum jelly commercial i have no idea because i don't get hulu 
I don't know what Hulu is. I have to look. I, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm what I'm saying is, but what I'm but what I'm saying is that in this incarnation of the Suicide Squad, we know Amanda Waller because the synopsis said so. Amanda Waller forms the Suicide Squad, right? Task Force X. X right. Lilith. Right. Because of her. Right. The first ever trailer that we got, right, at Comic Con, she's the first character we see. And she says, I'm going to form a team of some very bad people to do some very bad things. And before Joker, before Harley, I mean, you know who, you know who's getting a Funko from, from this movie? Batman with a mask over his face. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me, Funko? You're making Batman, but you're not making Amanda Waller. And so I got to thinking, right? And I'm thinking back to all the Funkos that have been released, right? Felicity Smoke in the first and second season of Arrow did not get a Funko. As soon as she gets her code name of Overwatch, right, she gets a Funko instantaneously. You switch to Flash, right? Flash only has three Funkos, I think. Three or four. Um, it's Flash. Oh, four, right? It's Flash, Reverse Flash, Jay Garrick, and Zoom. There is no Iris West. There is no Catelyn Snow. Cisco has one, right? Because he's Vibe, right? It comes Cisco slash Vibe. Um, but, you know, Iris West doesn't get one. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, well, does Funko go by the whole capes, cows, code names, and that's how you qualify as, as a hero or as a superhero? Well, if you if- have to have... DC, is Jim Lee in charge of the licensure for that stuff? Is that what he's going with? Or, I mean, you know, I'm always blaming Jim Lee, but, you know, he's such an easy target. Um, he is. I yeah, can't explain Marvel, but, you know. Well, listen, Marvel are just sexist, okay, because they still haven't released a female-led movie when everybody is begging them for one, Right. Right. They use Black Widow, right, as a love interest in two movies, right? She's used as a love interest instead of as a powerful female force, right? That's all they see them as, is love interests. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'm I'm not in, into Marvel or whatever, but from what I can see of their stuff, is they're just plain, they just don't understand women. And the thing is, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, that's the only explanation I can give, is they think, oh, we have the entire line, yes, of DC characters, but only if they have a code name, they have a superpower, they have a cape or a cow. I mean, Harley Quinn has how many Funkos, right? 
Harley Quinn has the Jester one that, that was in the original animated series. She has a new 52. She has a new 52 when they, they did that whole reboot of her, right? She has like nine, right, coming out for Suicide Squad. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, you can't give one to Lois Lane. You can't give one to Amanda Waller. And you can't give one to Iris West. Like, like what even? I don't know. I, I asked Holly this. I said, I sent a DM and I said, and I explained everything. And then I'm like, can I now call Funko just sexist or like they follow that Brett Booth? Um, well, Brett tagline. Booth up with that from somebody else. Yeah, but he was the one that said it or tweeted it. So he's the one, the one that that's going to get blamed. Of it. Yeah, he's the one that's going to get blamed from now on. So uh, I think it was, you know, his first boss. Mhm. Because obviously, you know, that's how he thinks. Supers with supers. Yep. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was I was thoroughly disappointed. So okay, but let's go back. I mean, I don't know how popular Funkos were in two thousand eight or nine or ten or eleven, but. Mm-hmm. Laura, uh, Erica Durant's Lois Lane never got a Funko. Now, I know they couldn't, you know, they did have a restriction on Lois from 2004 to 2006 at least, parts of 2006, because they had, you know, Superman Returns, and they wanted that Lois Lane, you know, to be prominent, and... She wasn't really Lois Lane. There's another one of those people who don't understand their female characters. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Brian Singer. Brian Singer, oh my gosh. Just stay away from from DC. Actually, Brian Singer should stay away from, from comic book movies because I watched X-Men Apocalypse. I was like, <laughs> what even? Give me back my money. I know. Oh my God! People complain about the the destruction, the world destruction in Man of Steel, right? And in Batman v Superman, and you should the, the, the in in X Men Apocalypse, it's not just one like you know you know like Metropolis or or New York or something, right? No, it's global. They destroyed Egypt. They destroyed um, this this place in Germany. They destroyed New York. They destroyed. Uh, everywhere, Australia, London, Paris, everywhere. No, oh, they went big, did they? Yeah, oh, huge. Everything was gone. The Sydney Opera House, dust. Oh, gosh. So, uh, uh, Big Ben and, and the House of Parliament, poof, gone. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and But no, do you see people complaining about X-Men? No. Oh hell no! Because, because it's Marvel. Ooh, Marvel can do. Then Marvel. they could have a shawarma, shawarma at the end. Actually, yes. They at the end they 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 were talking about Star Wars. They were talking about a movie. Oh, lovely. Mhm. Okay, so uh, Funko better get their act together. 
Yeah, I mean, like, people should just call them out. Yeah, I mean, they've been giving Chris the whole same, oh, well, we don't have the license. We may not We may not have the license for Lois. But then huh. they came out with, okay. we have all the DC characters. I'm like, Lois Lane's a DC character. Where's hers? Hello? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And then, no, and I it's like. Funko. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, she is the original DC character alongside with Superman. Yeah, hello. Wake up, guys. Females are good. Yeah. Well, you know, we got freaking that that Superman super soldier thing. And we can't get a Lois Lane. We got a minion, but we don't have Lois Lane. He wasn't even a minion. He was a minion in a dream of a, a possible future. Okay? We don't even know if he exists. Right? And But we can't get Lois Lane. Right. Okay, let's move on to better topics. Um, this week we got Nightwing Rebirth. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I've just got food in my mouth. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> um, the thing I liked about this book right off the bat, it explains where he got his name from. It was not because of Batman. It was because no. of Superman. <laughs> and he calls Superman Big Blue. Yes. Uh-huh. Hutch. But you know what I was very upset about? Is that this is a pre-52 story. This yeah, is not... Loser never talked to him about it. Loser didn't even acknowledge him. Okay. Um, I think they had that one adventure when he was depowered. Maybe. In 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 like Savage Dawn, whatever that was yeah. on there. But um, the thing about it is is Clark did Superman loser know about Nightwing and Flame Bird. In the new fifty two. <laughs> he didn't know he didn't know that his Kryptonian containers were uh, not like yeah, we're transporting containers. They weren't cages. Yeah. And, and Zod outsmarted him, so, yeah. Yeah, and he had to learn Kryptonian from a computer where Wonder Woman somehow miraculously learned it from, I don't know, the ether? Yeah, because I don't know. He spoke, she spoke Kryptonian <laughs> better than him. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, New 52, loser... He wasn't too hot on his Kryptonian side. He didn't know anything about Earth. He didn't know anything about Krypton. So here's here's another hint. (laughs) I would say maybe the Superman he met was pre fifty two Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, pre fifty two Superman was like, uh, Bruce, you are not taking care of your son. How can you have five Nightwings in five years? Let me help you out with Dick. Dick, here. Look at yeah. Nightwing. <laughs> yes, that's our explanation for it. I, I will, I will uh, post, uh, I will, you know, pass the motion on to accept that. Yes. <laughs> so, he met pre-52 Superman. 
so, you know, he's no longer with Spiral. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have him and Damien at a... Uh, arcade. Old, yeah, arcade. And <laughs> Dick is number 14 on the list, puts in D-I-C-K because he's got his name back. You know. Yep. So they have to reestablish Dick Grayson's secret identity as well. Yeah, because in case you didn't remember, in Forever Evil, they killed him. And they exposed that Dick Grayson and Nightwing were one and the same. Yep. Big mistake. Yeah, so apparently, you know, it was, I mean, the whole code name, Cape Cow code name thing went to the nth degree to the point where, oh, you can only have a code name, you can't even be another person. You know, have a real life. Yeah. Yep. Be in the uniform all the time. Like, that's boring. That's not why people read these characters. That's why so many superheroes, quote, unquote, they weren't called that then, or mystery men, and days gone by are gone. Because they didn't have a double life. They didn't have a full existence. But apparently, you you know, Lee and Harris didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. I mean, DC All Access just recently posted a top 10 Nightwing moments. Mm-hmm. And in the top, I think it was top three, one of the moments listed there was when Dick takes Barbara Gordon to the circus. And this was just after Barbara had come up with her whole identity as Oracle. Right. And she was still she was still down about if if anybody wants a good Dick and Barbara story, go and read. I think it's Birds of Prey eight, Nightwing nineteen. It crosses over between the two. Right. Um. So you can see how early on it was. It was still then, right? Yeah, that's the one. she read Bird of Prey was because of that couple. Exactly. That's the only reason I read Birds of Prey was because it it featured Dick and and Barbara. Right. Um, and so he takes her to the circus to cheer her up. Uh, and she says, you know, the one thing she misses about her life with legs was the ability to fly. And he right. tells her, you can still fly. And he takes her on the trapeze. Right. And he tells her, you can do it, you can do it. And he just pushes her and pushes her until she does a full somersault and he catches her. And then they kiss under the, in, in like, on the trapeze net right. and stuff, and it's just beautiful. Um, but that's one of the top ten, in the top three moments of Dick Grayson as Nightwing. Yes. Because it's a character-defining moment. It shows, it's that same thing that we have with Superman, where he doesn't give up on you, and he motivates you to be better. Right, and that's what Dick Grayson always did for Barbara is that he always pushed her to not see her her disability as a hindrance, but show her how powerful she is despite it. Right, and, and that's, that's I think why people who like Dick and Babs they understand, especially after she became Oracle. The thing about it is mm. Dick is so physical; he's a trapeze artist. 
mean, you know, he's a very physical person. And Barbara was, too, to some extent, you know, when she was Batgirl, but then she lost that. And Dick still loved her because it wasn't because, okay, it wasn't like, you're strong. I know, you're strong, too. You know, it wasn't one of those deals. It was he loved her because she was Barbara. She, Her brains, her heart, and that's why he loved mm-hmm. Barbara. Did the proposal make the top ten? No, the proposal did not make the top ten. Bummer. Um, because for reasons... I don't know. I, that would have been my top one. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, that. Well, that's the number one That's thing. such a great, you know, these people who are going around, you know, well, Lois is just human. Well, you know, that's why I go to back to Dick and Babs Bab when she was Oracle. She was paralyzed. True, she did as much as she could physically. She did a lot of stuff, you know, mentally. She, you know, guided people. She figured things out and all this kind of great stuff. That never bothered Dick that she couldn't walk anymore because he loved her that much. It wasn't her legs he loved and the way, you know, they moved her from point A to point B. It was Barbara he loved. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you know, to me, it's it's character moments. Yes. It's very character building. That whole story is just, so huge on so many levels. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's more than just a comic book relationship, love interest, you know. I mean, when you actually delve into these characters and they're full-bodied and they have full lives, people can connect to them and they can see more than just comic book relationship because it's very inspiring, Oftentimes, you know, um, and, uh, you know, Dick was constantly, you know, very supportive of Barbara. Would she tell him to get the hell out, you know, (laughs) throw shit at him and stuff? I mean, he's like, okay, I got to go because, you know, it's not going to work out. But, you know what I mean? He respected her and he knew what she was going through. Basically, you know, he knew that she had gone through horrendous stuff. I mean, when, you know, the whole killing joke thing is, that is like trauma, PFTD to the nth degree. And how do you survive after something like that? You know, Um, and so I think, you know, some people like him with Corey, but I... I could never connect with Corey. Neither could I. You know, to me, it's, I hate to say this, my second romance. Um, because I never understood her, you know. I never understood the fascination. To me, it was, okay, he was a teenager. He was like 22, 23. He just stuck it where he could. You know, he was horny, I don't know, and he has this, this hot-blooded alien walking past. And But you know what? At the end of the day, he told her, I was never really in love with you. It was a heartbreaking scene. Right. Right? I'm like, 
you know, he was living up to his name, but uh, <laughs> it, 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 it has so to be easy said, to do for, right? you know, a guy named Derek. Yeah, yeah. It, it 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 had to be said, and it had to be said bluntly for her because she doesn't understand. Um, you know, if if he was going to put it subtly, she would still think there was a chance. So he had to tell it to her in that very very blunt way, where she she asks him, "Am I the one?" And he says, "No, you never were." And to me. You know, when they explain it and they do the whole history of why he he sort of, he didn't give up hope with Barbara, but why he, you know, there wasn't that, that connection with Barbara was all of the stuff that had happened in their lives, right? Batman fired him. Right. Um, and, and, I mean, you know, he... He, it's like your father firing you, right? It's like the worst insult. It's like him to he was at, Yeah, it was like the lowest point in his life. And Barbara was at the lowest point in her life because straight after that she got, sh- you know, the whole killing joke thing happened. Right. Um. So they were both in different places and they needed different things. But they came back to each other. And... That's the whole, you know, character development thing. I don't like Corey. I, you know, I think she's a fantastic character on her own. Right. I like her when she, I like her when she's with uh, Donna Troy, for example, because then it's just a, a sisterhood there and right. that sort of thing. Right. But I've never, I've never enjoyed the whole Corey and Dick thing. Right. No, not for me. Yeah. Um, so Damien and Nick are at the arcade, which is kind of old school for Damien, right? He's used a handheld and, you know. No, no. In in Grant Morrison's um, Batman and Robin, he made it, uh, the Dick taught him in the proper art of video gaming. Ah, uh. Well, the only time so, yeah, this is this is like Damien is when he's with Dick. Yeah, yeah. The only time I follow Damien is when he's with Dick because every other time I think he's insufferable and I can't stand him. Um, the only time I enjoy I enjoy him is when he's with Dick because Dick brings out hum- this humanity in him. He makes him a kid again. Right. You know, he grounds him in that you don't have to be you know, the perfect son to Ra's al Ghul, and you don't have to, or grandson, rather. Right. You don't have to be this perfect son to Batman. You don't have to live up to this legacy with me because Dick gets it. Dick understands it. Right. So He lets him be a kid. He, yeah, he just lets him be a kid, exactly. So that was the only time I ever was involved with Damien where I had any sort of connection with him. Uh, I did read Son of Batman, which was written by Grant Morrison. Didn't enjoy it. Um, it's an interesting storyline, but then again, I'm a bat and cat kind of girl, so I didn't like Talia. So all that came into it. Um, I didn't. I thought, you know, this, this, who's the snooty child? Give him one hard slap, he'll be okay, you know. Um, no, Damien really deserved one hard slap. Um, just one. 
just one. Uh, yeah, so this was cool for me to see. I didn't understand what was happening with the whole bomb thing because I didn't pay attention to that storyline. It has to do with Damien. And I, and it happened in one of the books he was in. Either We Are Robin or Son of Batman or one of those things. Right. Didn't read those. Um, so Dick goes to the viral headquarters school, uh, St. Hadrian, and he goes to talk to uh, Helena Bertinelli, mm-hmm. and um, she won't open the door to him because she's dressed as Huntress, and she's in yep. Birds of Prey right now. She's gonna, well, Birds of Prey is going to come out right. later this month, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> yeah, that hasn't been explained yet. So we're just waiting for that to come out to be like, because everybody was like, "Huh?" <laughs> Originally, Huntress was Helena Wayne when she was first created. Yes, yes, Earth Two. Yeah, you're the child of Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle, and she yes. was created by Paul Levitt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then they went to this whole Italian thing, <laughs> and she was Helena Bertinelli. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. She was basically the the daughter of the Italian mob boss in right. Gotham. Right. So. No, not basically. She is. <laughs> yeah. Don't know why I said basically. <laughs> well, I think yes. So. She's off doing her thing. Um, so apparently Dick's been working behind the scenes and helping Bruce out um, while he was at Spiral. And, of course, we kind of knew that. Did you notice they had a hive experimental weapons platform? And I'm like, well, we're not going back to that psycho crap, are we? Apparently not. Oh, I I saw the hive thing and I was like, I think it's a callback to Spiral, but I'm not gonna go back and read everything from right. Grayson, cause, eh, you know, meh. Uh, the, listen, the only reason I read Grayson was to see if he was either half naked, there was a butt shot, or right. it, it, all naked. I'd be happy with. We never got that. There was a shower scene once. That was cool. Um, that was very, very... There's a splash page of a shower scene. Yes, yes. That's the only reason I read Grayson was that, you know. The right. story was okay, but then they lost the plot halfway because uh, they had to deal with the whole DCU thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I'll, I'll tell you what happened, right? Is Dick went undercover into Spiral to steal back information because Spiral had somehow gotten their hands onto the secret identities of all the Justice League members. Right. right? And every single, everybody in the superhero community, not just the Justice League people, everybody. And so Dick was supposed to steal this back. But they got shot in the foot when... They did that whole Superman identity reveal thing. Right. 
right? Because they were going to, there was a huge, I think there was going to be a huge plot point of Superman's identity was going to be sort of auctioned off or something. Right. And, but then, you know, the Superman people jumped the gun and released it. So they sort of shot Spiral in the foot and then they sort of, backtracked with their story and then they just made it, oh, Spiral discovers Dick Grayson as a double agent. So he was running from them. You know, suppose it's that sort of thing. group versus the Batman group. Basically, oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. No, no, com- no communication. <laughs> no communication. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That happened. <laughs> so I like the part where when they went to Wayne Manor, that Dick explained mm-hmm. circus pe- the house to circus people is just a collection of varnished wood bricks and brass knobs too heavy to take with you. And then that comes back around at the end of the book as well. But he mm-hmm. always liked Wayne Manor because it was a foundation, not a weight, and it's where he found out who he truly was, which I thought was super. I thought that was yeah. a well-written book because you got a lot of insight into Dick and and there's a lot more aspects to him than just most people think. Um, mm-hmm. And then he takes the, uh, he sticks something up uh, Damien's nose and gets a bomb out of his brain. Basically, yeah. This is where the I lost the, the plot of the point because I was keeping up up until here. And you sort of get lost if you haven't been reading along the way. Yeah. And not even like like Grayson. I'm talking about there's something to do with with Damien. And if you don't keep up with Damien, then you sort of lose the the point. Right. The whole plot. Um, Apparently, Midnighter is the person who gave him the retractor of brain bombs. Yeah, it's this weird, like, thing. It's such a weird-looking device, even like a suction thing with a balloon on the end. Yeah. That's it. That's perfect. Perfect description. <laughs> and Damien is a little bit indignant when he finds out that his father knew he had a bomb in his brain, too. But wasn't doing anything about it or yeah. didn't tell him about it. <laughs> yeah. Parent of the year, people. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> yeah. And so then we go back to the, you know, the the Court of Owls thing, or the Parliament of Owls, and that whole thing. And then Dick has to bust in there. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Whatever. Um, but I could see where they're bringing all the aspects that have been mentioned about Dick in the New 52 and trying to make some kind of sense out of them. And you know what? Um, Dick Grayson was a hot mess in the New 52. Yeah. Uh, which is the reason why they obviously at the end had to kill him and then give him a new uh, soft reboot, right, in the DCU. Uh, because he was so messed up that nobody was buying his book. And for the... who who Whoever wrote this... Um, I have to commend them on trying to make sense of of the history of Dick Grayson in the New 52. Because 
they did a really, really good job. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like how they tried to explain John Lane Kent's birth and all that. I was thinking the exact yeah. same thing, and and you know, you try and you try and take something that Scott Lobdell has been dealing with, and you try and explain it, and yeah. Yeah, I was Eric Tim, Tim Seeley. Yeah. Yeah, Tim Seeley. So I, I thought this last couple of pages was well written. Dick is staring at his old Robin mask, and he says, I let Parliament believe I was willing to betray Dick Grayson, but now Damien is safe, and the Parliament is mm-hmm. still out there in the world thinking they own me. Bruce, I love Gotham, but I'm not like you. I don't need to be here. I can take the valuable things with me. I'm from the circus. I travel. I move, and then I take the stage. I can go wherever the Parliament is. I can infiltrate them, and then... I can take them apart from the inside. I could do it as Robin or Batman or Agent 37, but the Owls didn't try to take those names and make them their own. I'm going to help my friends. I'm going to help anyone who needs me. I'm going to beat the bad guys, and I'm going to do it as the great rebuilder, the catalyst of change, eternally reborn to start anew, Nightwing. Yay. Tim Seeley did a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's a very well-written comic. It's yeah. just that and the art halfway along the way, you lose you lose it a bit. <laughs> yeah, well, if you, had, you didn't know what was going on with Damien and the whole brain and the bomb, you know, the bomb and the brain thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so, you can keep along with Dick Grayson's story. Let's put it that way. Um, so Nightwing Rebirth comes out in two weeks, or Nightwing number one comes out in two weeks, and it's Nightwing number one, the beginning of Better Than Batman. Ooh. Yeah, baby, that's what we're talking about. So, yeah. Um, so that was a good book. I, it was a very good book, yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, Wonder Woman has been in the back of all the books this Wednesday and looking good, girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we good had a new off. character book. Uh, Super Dash Man. <laughs> uh, written by Holly, Holly loves the dash in his I name. I do love the dash. Like, Super Dash Man. So it's not the really Dash Man. Dash Man with a super. Um, oh, and Joe Bogdanovic. Is that Joe? Is that our Joe? Is that our Joe? From the 90s? No, maybe not. Maybe. Where maybe, maybe not. Let me go look. Maybe it's not the same name. Maybe it just looks close. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, be so bad. Uh, la, 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 la. No, it's Victor. Sorry. Wrong. It just looked close. Um, I just saw the BOG and I went, oh, no, just had a nerve in. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, what did you think of Super Dash Man? Um, in the beginning, I was not a fan of him. Me either. I thought, oh, God, I, loser. Yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh, no, no, you know. Uh, in the beginning, let's just put it this way: he's a bully. Um, uh, 
he he's a yeah a thug would be a good word he is uh a, not a nice guy <laughs> at least he um, told us why but he yes it's explained why right uh it doesn't justify the act but it you you get where he's coming from right and you think and you think to yourself in that situation would i not be a little bit mean towards somebody like this right he's picking on one kid in particular who's a little overweight smaller than him i mean he's blackmailing him he wants his money he wants his food you know that kind of thing that kind of school thing mm-hmm. and then you find out that the kid he's picking on, his dad owns this airline that Super Dash Man's mom died when it crashed. Because but, of the planes weren't being uh, maintained properly. Yeah. And kids, so... Yeah. Yeah. And so it had a malfunction, and that caused the plane to crash. And his his mother died in, in the plane crash. And so he's picking on this kid because it's his only way to lash out. Um, but you do see a heroic streak in him. Right. Um, and that I appreciate in the book, right. is that he's not just a one-note character. Exactly. He actually goes, he, he actually goes out of his way to save this kid that he has, you know, unjustified but but beef against him, right? And he, he does end up saving him. With against the supervillain. Against the supervillain, yeah. yeah. And he's got no powers at this time. He's just hey. a normal person. He is wearing red and blue um, at the time, though. He is wearing red and blue. Well done. Yes. Uh, very small vogue colors-ish. Yes. Um, and he goes out of his way to save this kid when he could have just ran away. Right. And so that is, for me, heroism yes. in itself. Yeah. Um, there is a Lois Lane character. She's, um, I, I love the name that they gave her, Lainey Lamb. Yeah. Um, she's adorable. Uh, she was pink, not purple. Although the first scene where we see her through a window, it does look more purple than pink. It does look purple, and I was like, huh? Is that that a, like a, because the cover is very giving away-ish, right? Right. The variant cover for this is basically Super Dash Man uh, holding a woman dressed in purple who is taking out a photo of them, Mm -hmm. and he's just rescued her. And he has her in, you know, he's holding her in the bridal position. So it's very Lois and Clark. Um, I mean, that's when when you Google, when you Google Superman and Lois Lane. Yeah. The first two pictures that pop up are Bruce Timm's sketch that he does, that he did of Superman carrying Lois Lane. Right. And um, obviously the, the Superman... 1978 um, where he's rescuing her and they fly through the sky and those pictures pop up. Yeah. And you know, every every sort of picture is Superman holding Lois Lane in his arms. So. Right. 
it it is very Superman Lois Lane. Yeah, and Lane and is a reporter for the primetime Shanghai. Yeah, yeah, she's a reporter. She's dressed in almost purple. Uh, she's asking questions, and she's interested, or her eyes sort of uh, pivot towards a hero character. Um, she's Lois. He's Clark. And he's very taken with her from the first time he gets a good look at her. The first time he gets a good look at her, he says, this lady, whoa. You know, she's like my type of, what does he say? She's just my type. Yeah, she's just my type. Yeah. I mean, seriously, whoa. (laughs) So, yeah, he's very taken with her. And he just asks her out. He's like, so, you know. You want to get dinner later, maybe? I don't know. And she's like, huh? I was like, okay, maybe maybe, maybe a coffee, you know? And she's like, graduate high school first. And he's like, but you're just my type. Yeah. So well, She asked him out first because she wants to get an interview, and he thinks it's a date. Yeah. Like, I know. Yeah. Uh, can I meet your family? <laughs> <laughs> can I... Can I marry you? I I was waiting for that line. Um, and he <laughs> does run into that evil woman that we saw in the last days of Superman. Doctor Omen. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got yeah. family problems in that we find out he's lost his mother in a plane crash, and that's why he's picking on the kid of the whose father owns the airlines, and his dad's a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he wonders how he got this, that, and the other. And, you know, instead of saying, that, oh, well, you know, I you know, I just picked him up. But instead of, you know, oh, I was picking on that kid and he, you know, paid me because I was going to. Mm-hmm. And uh, so um, his dad goes to a writer's group. And his, his dad is the one that fights truth, justice, and apparently the Chinese way. Um, so <laughs> he, so it makes you wonder if, you know, if something happens to his dad, he'll want to become a writer too eventually because he has, like, writing mm-hmm. in his blood. Um, his dad mm-hmm. is into finding the truth and, um, yeah. uh, you know, what some secret government agency is doing, you know, that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, so well, and his dad saw him on television saving yeah the kid. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of like he was yelling at him, and he told him, he says, "You can't be blaming that kid for you know what happened to your mom because you know that was an accident." Yeah, and there's you know. We can't fight those people too much because they're too powerful. And I'm just a simple mechanic. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I, I loved about this is that it's it's a good parallel um, to the original Clark Kent story. Right. Um, his his dad is a man who works with his hands, who fix things for a living, who who understands, you know, the importance of hard work right. and labor. He fights for truth, justice, and democracy. Right. You know, 
And it's all, you can see he has a good upbringing. Because when time, when push came to shove, when the time came for him to act, he acted as a hero. Right. And so, and you got your Lois Lane character right off the bat, right? She's the one interviewing him. She's she's the one breaking him as a hero to the to the world, that sort of thing. And so for me, I enjoy the parallels, but it's still, you know, I I guess it's it's still, well, why would I want the the sort of knockoff if I'm gonna get the real thing? But it's a good story. I'm not taking right. away from the story. It's just my personal view. Right. Well, and we even get the politeness of Clark in that, you know, when he goes to see his dad, there's that other man there, and he, you know, he addresses him as Mr. Wu. He's very respectful, and they Mm -hmm. have some kind of relationship, too. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the past, uh, Yang has said that because... He becomes more Clark-like when he gets after he gets the powers because you know he got the powers from Clark. But um, we can see that he has those seeds inside of him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's just that you know he wants some kind of revenge for his mother's death. He wants some easy explanation other than you know she died. He wants to blame somebody and. You know, he's kind of like Batman in that way. He wants some kind of vengeance. He just doesn't know how to um, harness that and use it in an appropriate way. Um, Good. But he's addictive or anything. It's just, it's kind of interesting. You know, when he meets uh, Lainey, he says, oh, she's my type. But when he meets the evil doctor, he goes, that lady's definitely not my type at all. Yeah. So he has this very telling. Yeah, he has some kind of. Uh, radar about intuition, <laughs> yeah, so which is good, um, yeah, mhm. So she shows him pictures of Superman, loser, and uh, so you know, he says, I know who Superman is, everybody knows who Superman is, and he hadn't seen that particular clip before. But he was saving an airliner. Mm-hmm. He says, my, and so she says, my colleagues and I have developed a way to replicate Superman's abilities in the right person. Kong Keenan, we believe you are the right person. He says, I'm going to ask you again, who are you? And then she tells him, I'm Dr. Omen. I work for the Ministry of Self-Reliance, which is the organization that his father is investigating in his writer's group. Dun, dun, dun. So he says, wait till Dad hears about this. So he goes along <laughs> thinking he can find out some stuff for his dad, right? And yeah, that, that's the whole reason why he went along. Was right. To try and get some information for his father. Right. But... <laughs> um, so, But when he gets in the hot seat... He's like, uh, no, I want to get out of here. Because they say things like, don't worry, Keenan, that probably only ha- applied to our first attempt at this because it was a terminal failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
So they didn't tell him until after they locked him in. And uh, so he and they charged up the weapon thing, the charge, the changing thing. Yeah, and like everything's ready to go. <laughs> so then he says, "I changed my mind," and all of a sudden he's hit with a light so bright he forgot himself for a moment, and uh, he sees his mother's death, and he sees himself as Superman. Mhm. And uh, it was a really strange. He says, "Hang on, mom, I won't let you die," and then. Uh, apparently the origin chamber is coming apart. And so um, they say, you know, they want to cut the, the power off before it explodes. Either enough of the procedure was successfully completed or he's dead anyway. And he's yelling, I won't let you die, looking very much like Super Flare Superman. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing his own super suit, which has no blue on it. And it's got a giant star with four stars around it. I don't know if that's a Chinese thing or what. It's a Chinese flag, yeah. And he says, I'm flying. I'm like a new Super Dash Man. And somebody says, well, he's not dead. And so they say his eyes, and that's when they have to duck because, of course, his super heat vision goes whack. His heat vision goes into full whack. Of course, the first hour after flight, Whatever. So he's laughing because he says, I'm Superman. <laughs> and that's when, oh, gee, the Chinese Batman and the Chinese Wonder Woman show up. Yep. Which I thought is enough to have Super Dash Man. Why do we have to have the other two as well? Yeah, it was a bit much for the first issue. I was like, let's deal with his origins first. But nope. They just, I think. How long does maybe last? I don't know. I think maybe they were nervous. And so they said, well, let's just cram it full of, like, Justice League members, you know. Yeah, because issue is the Justice League of China. Yeah, so it was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. So there were some good things in it. There were some like, well, I don't know. Like you said, you know, can we have the real Superman back in the other book? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good story. It's it's fun. It made me laugh. I I enjoyed the character, but I'm like, oh, you know, it's it's literally like just the Chinese Superman. Yeah. And it's like, did did Gene Yang still have time in his contract, you know, from his original Superman signing, and they just have to, like, pay him out or something? Oh, no. And so they told him, and so they told him, you know, because his Superman run didn't last very long. And so they told him, you can do whatever you want. Well, I think they're going for diversity, too. And if it catches on, yeah, they'll keep it. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you see... That's the thing that people don't get. And I'm talking as a person of color, as an Asian person. We don't want diversity where you just make Superman into a Chinese Superman. Right. You understand what I mean? We want a character introduced in the Daily Planet who is a reporter who just happens to be Chinese or Indian or African-American or like whatever. Group. Exactly. Exactly, right? And that's what 
I want is, and that's what, you know, I, I saw people tweeting and stuff um, because Maggie Sawyer is going to be coming to Supergirl, right? Yeah. And so they said, well, I don't want a character who is gay and, you know, this is from the gay people that, the gay community that we're talking, I don't want that and I don't want them to harp on it that she's gay, she's gay, she's gay. I want a cop with her cop story and she just happens to be gay. You know? That's what she was that's what, comics. Exactly. That's what I want from diversity. I don't want it thrown in my face. Here's Chinese Superman or here's Indian Batman or here's, you know, Native American Wonder Woman or whatever, right? Right. I don't want that. I want a superhero or a normal character, a police officer, right, a reporter in the Daily Planet, whatever it is, who just happens to be Chinese or Indian or whatever, right? And maybe she idolized Lois Lane, right? And that's why she applied to be an intern at the Daily Planet. That's what how you should develop the characters and put them in is Make us feel part of the community, not here's your own separate comic right. sort of thing. Well, and and, I think the other thing is, you know, people are screaming about diversity. Hello, have you read any of the 90s Superman comics? Uh, yeah. They should just go back to that blueprint because we've hopped on the 90s Superman comics in particular and especially is that, you know, Jimmy Olsen had his storyline, right? His storyline, once upon a time, dealt with unemployment, which was a big thing in the 90s, right? Still is. Oh, yeah, definitely still is, but nobody talks about it. Oh, our job rate's only 5%, which is crap. It's in the 20s. Right. <laughs> then then you, and I'm just talking about recently I read one of one of these comics, right? Right. Cat Grant was a single working mother. Yes. Right? You had, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they were dealing with AIDS. Um, also, her son was who... kidnapped by the toy man, who was a Who Exactly, right? You then had um, Perry White was ill with cancer. Right? right, and his wife Alice was helping him with that. His son was on drugs. You then, his son was on drugs, right? Uh, you then had Ron Trope was the, um, I believe he was the political correspondent. I don't remember. At the Daily I knew he was a reporter, but I don't remember what exactly his. I don't think it was. Uh, but else, I'm just but yeah. I'm, I'm I'm just saying, you know, this is yeah. how I remember the comics so vividly. You remember every character and what they were doing. Right. He was in a relationship with Lucy Lane that dealt with interrelation interracial relationships. Yeah. Right. Biracial, yeah. Um, yeah. You you then had um, Lana and Pete who were dealing with, you know, Pete was running for office and that sort of thing. Right. You then had Clark and Lois. And they were dealing with the Daily Planet strike, right? Um, Plus, Lois and, is married and in love with an alien. 
then you have you develop that and you have their relationship. Lois is, you know, dating an alien and engaged to an alien, married to an alien, that sort of thing. Right. I just counted that's like seven, eight storylines <laughs> in one comic. Yeah. And it dealt with everything. Nobody was excluded. No. Right? You then had Maggie Sawyer who was discovering her, um, you know, that she was a lesbian. Right? There. Nine storylines. Okay? Um, I'm sure if I dig somewhere... Oh, you had Lex Luthor and his wild hair. Don't ask me what was going on in the 90s. Well, the thing um, also about Maggie's storyline is that Dick Turpin and her were partners. And part of that story was Dick's reaction to finding out that she was gay. She had a partner. Also, she was dealing with her ex-husband, and she had, what, a daughter or a son? A daughter. Mm-hmm. A daughter, I think. daughter. And dealing with that. So it wasn't just, oh, Maggie's gay and she's a cop. No, you had, you know, she had a she had a daughter with her former husband and they divorced and she had a partner in what was her partner's name? Not Robin. What was her partner's name? She was a reporter too. Anyway, and mm-hmm. Dick Turpin found out she was gay and that was how he dealt with that. You know. And mm-hmm. um so it wasn't just superficial at all. I mean, there was depth to no. that. No, yeah. And they dealt with, you know, the the interracial uh, relationship of Sam and Lucy, you know, and we're talking General Sam Lane here. And the comic, yeah. mm-hmm. before Smallville, <laughs> he was not the most greatest dad ever. <laughs> no, no. And, you know, it, it, I love the line in, in the wedding album. Where where Ron tells her, are you scared to tell your father about us right. because you'll be afraid that your father's date uh, your father will you know say you're dating a black man and she says my dad will judge whoever I date if he's blue purple green or you know whatever right and she says it's just he judges you on the man you are mm-hmm. and not what color you are and I don't know you know I definitely think the Superman comic growing up in the 90s the Superman comics that I read because like I said I only read Superman so right because action you know I discovered very later on oh so Superman's in action comics okay um but you know reading those they do open your mind up. Well, yeah. And I grew up like that. I grew up in a post-apartheid, you know, South Africa, so we were exposed to everything because they didn't want us to turn out like the generations before where you were very racist or whatever it was and that sort of thing. And so it does open your mind up. And I'm, it's scary for kids these days because they don't deal with all that in comics now. And comics is the is the place where you're supposed to deal with all of those. DC Comics were the comics that mattered, the comics that judged and looked at the world and sh- and showed you how to be better people, especially in the Superman title comics. So, yeah, you know. How did we even get onto this? Oh, right, okay. Diversity. Now I remember. 
Yeah, and I think if they just go back and look at those sort of blueprints, the 90s comics had it all. I mean, 90s up uh, into the early 2000s. For me, I'm very grateful to have read those comics. Right, because they took the characters and they treated them as people. And as people, Mm. they have many facets to their lives and they have many facets to their relationships and all that kind of stuff. Instead of just treating them like, oh, it's a character, like it's a stick figure on a page, you know, to that Mm -hmm. people who lived and breathed, DC Comics in those days, these people, they were people. They were, they were like the people that lived next door. You know, yes. They, mm-hmm. they were real to them. And that made it real for us. And so yeah. they dealt with mm-hmm. real situations, what, you know, everybody else in the world was dealing with. Why not have the characters deal with the same things? Right. And so... You know... You know, actually, thinking about it now, I just remembered in the Secret Origins of DC Comics, right? You know that documentary that they did? Oh, for um, the anniversary of DC? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they interviewed one of the fans that was just there in in a Comic-Con, and they said, and this guy says, you know, when I talk about Bruce or, or Clark's, or Dick, or Tim, people think I'm talking about a real person. And to me, it's because DC Comics characters are real people to me. Right. And that's just, it's not us. It's just how the fans of DC view these characters. And it had to start with the writers and the artists to make them that full of life, to make fans believe that they were real. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. You know, so... I'm, that's why we're glad Dan Jurgens is on the case and Greg Rucka is on the case. And, you know, because they made them real people. Exactly, yeah. That's how and, you and that's comic think... books. That's how you sell characters. You don't lean on what happened previously and just coast by, you know, and just saying, oh, isn't this pretty? I know mm-hmm. the, the story shit, but isn't this pretty? You know, you don't, you don't build, keep building a legacy. See, what you have to do to stay in business, you can't right. keep building a legacy if you just glide. No, no, yeah, you're going to fall eventually. People are going to go like, this is crap. I'm going to go back and read my where they are actual real, pe- real people. And I think that's what yeah. Rebirth, obviously, is going to do. It's going to make their rebirth them and make them real people again. Yeah. And, and even, even Jeff Johns, you know, I think he gets that because I remember oh, yeah. reading, I remember reading his, uh, Hawkman and Hawkgirl run that he did. Yeah. And he almost always never had them with their wings. Right? He introduced it where it wasn't part of the anatomy or anything like that. It was right. part of the nth metal armor that they would wear. Right? Right. It was and forms rather than 
biological. Right. Right. So they could be like normal human beings, you know. Um, and it dealt with. I remember there was this, just this one scene because you know obviously they were they were archaeologists and and they they ran the museum right. Um, because they know everything about history, uh, <laughs> because they look through it. Yeah. But there's there's just this one scene where Carter is telling the museum people one story about where this this spear originated from, and then Kendra right walks in and she's like. I think you got that wrong. And he's like, no, I didn't. And he and she's like, no, 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 go check it out. And he's like, I don't need to read the book. And she's like, well, I think you do need to read the book. And then it ends up, right, he apologizes because he was wrong, because he got something wrong. And he gives her this dinner. And, you know, he just says, isn't it so fascinating that we can just still be human and make mistakes? You know, after living... 3,000 years. Time. Yeah, yeah, that they can still just make mistakes. And she says, well, you make mistakes. I don't know about me. And he's like, oh, please don't start this again. <laughs> and then that's how the book ends. But it's moments like that, right? Right. That, that make us... Exactly. It, it's, it's... We don't really care about the, the, the whole saving the world thing, we know they're going to save the world. Okay, we want to know how, but we want to know how it defines the character. Right. And, yeah, so anyway, with diversity, I think what we, what we, what the base of it we're trying to get to is we want them to be characters first, not rip-offs of original characters and you're just trying to make them the the Chinese version. I mean, he even has that in the title, you know, the Justice League of China, the Superman of China. You know, it's we don't want that. We want a, a, a new character, a new hero, who just happens to be a person of color. Right. Or of different sexual origin or transgender or whatever it is. You know, include everybody, but make them a character first, not just a knockoff of something else. Right. Yeah. So, um, so Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the perfect example: Etta Candy. You know, in the previous uh, in the previous book, she was just. A, 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 an African American woman. It wasn't hopped upon, you know. She. It's just she was that. Right. It, it's it's not the Chinese Superman, you know. It's not Etta Candy, the 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 African American woman, you know. It's 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 just that's it. That's and she's just a character. Right. So yeah. So. This issue of Wonder Woman, which is part of year one, mm-hmm. begins here. Um, by the way, it is Wonder Woman's 75th anniversary. Hello. Yep. Yep, it um, is. 
starts off with Steve Trevor. Ew, ew. <gasps> Steve! So, and the first line is, tell the truth, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, his buddy thinks, Nick thinks his buddy Nick, they're out on patrol, and he's like, we're lost. And he goes, we're not lost. And he goes, well, the GPS is shot. And he goes, no, this way. And he goes, how do you know this way? And he says, same way you do. The stars, man. And the same stars shine over their mascara. Isn't that romantic? Oh, this book is so full of rom- romance. It's unbelievable. Romance, none of this. Oh, you're strong. I know. <laughs> Whatever that. Yeah, well, we, this 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 storyline it's called Year One, but it's called Truth. Yeah. So, along with the lies, which is in present. So, and that's why you know the first line in the book is "Tell the truth, Steve." And so, I love the parallels. I love the way this book is written. Yeah. Oh, like, it it pivots back from Steve to Diana, and they're having similar experiences. And discovery. But not similar experiences. He's having like modern experience, but she's having her own experience. It's yeah, it's but they're feeling the same emotions. Right. And they're so connected. Their souls are Diana casting her gaze outward. Um uh, mm-hmm. and she's called on it. She says and Someone says, but instead insist upon casting your gaze out, Diana. And I don't understand why. And she says, but you do, sister. You do, even if you don't feel it. And so she says, I can see the beauty of the heavens. I can see the poetry in their motion. But all we do is bear witness. And she's like, um... So she talks about leaving Sarah Mascara... Apparently, her friend Cassia has been to Man's World. Uh, she says, you can recall the world you left, even if the memories of it bring you pain. I've never seen what lies beyond our shores. So she's curious, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she is. Because there's more I mean, she, because she, she's at the stars, and she's like, yeah, I think it was very smart of her. She's She's kind of cunning in here because she uses the stargazing lesson to look out onto the horizon. Yeah. Um, oh, these pictures, these drawings by Nicola Scott is so beautiful. You can see the longing in her eyes to just know what's out there because everybody else literally was... I think they're going back to the original, original story of One Woman where she was the only sort of, if you want to call it, birth, quote-unquote, on the island. Everybody else was, uh, you know, they had this massive war with Ares and blood was spilt and Hippolyta requests from the gods to give them paradise. And paradise blesses them with eternal youth, right? Right. So long as they stay on Paradise Island. Yeah. Um. And so everybody else on the island has experienced man's world. Diana was just born there, so she doesn't know anything else other than Paradise Island. Right. 
Yeah, but she would, you know, she, there's this longing to know what's um, beyond the horizon. And right, and it, it's just natural, you know. Everybody would want to know. It's just natural what's curiosity, out. you know. And her yeah. friend has obviously had a tragedy. She was slain by her husband, and now she's back on um, Paradise Island. So mm-hmm. someone says that, you know, the queen wants to go shooting with her, and Diana shows up. Diana's kind of contrary to authority, isn't she? I mean, she she respects it, but at the same time, she doesn't follow, you know, the... Uh, I think she, she sort of one-ups authority because she can. Yeah, because you know. she says, I don't want to shoot with the queen... I want to shoot with my mother. Yeah, so she really breaks down that, you know, that barrier of, you know, the queen and all that. She says, I want to go shooting with my mother, which just makes it, Mm -hmm. you know, just breaks it down, that relationship down to, you know, we're mother and daughter, you know, not Mm -hmm. being in subject. Right, right, because when she enters where her mother is, she says, princess. So she says, you know, um, and... Hippolyta's face knows, you know that, that Diana said it sort of snidely. She says, queen, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Because her mother's giving her, her mother's giving her the look. Yeah. You know, that look that your mother gives you. And then she says. Laser her, eyes. Oh. Yeah, laser eyes. <laughs> my oh, mom if my mother had laser eyes. Yeah. If my mother had laser eyes, oh goodness! No, I'd that's what we called it when she give you the laser eyes. You would look at her and go, "Oh!" And she wasn't the only one in the family who did that. Like I had her cousins were same way with her. No, they didn't say anything. My look mom, at them, like I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, no. My mom is the only one that can do it. <laughs> I, I've I've not, honey. It a little. I've learned it a little. I've learned it. Yeah. With with my dogs, especially, I'm like, are you testing me? Are you testing me? And, but, yeah, everybody else in the family, they, they're pushovers, please. Oh, I just saw a hummingbird in my pine tree. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know I had how How quaint, how quaint, because yeah. we're reading a, a true Wonder Woman story. Yeah. So, um... So then we're back to Steve, who's at target practice, and, mm. uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> he doesn't have the tat there, though. It well, this will, still later. Be during tr- this will still be during training, and you only get it after you oh. do your first mission. Is that so. really? Okay. Um, so his buddy, who has a woman that he's very much interested in, Wants Steve to go on a double date because she has a friend, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, I got plans. i got to stay in and wash my hair. <laughs> Steve, I'd wash your hair, Steve. Oh, my God. <laughs> so his buddy's like, really? So then Diana's doing, you know, arrow shooting. Mm-hmm. And, uh... So, I mean, she... I, I don't know if she, like... Missing on purpose? I don't know. Or she I think into it at the moment, think, and then, you know. You know what I think it is? It's that whole authoritative thing. Right. Because the tutor is 
lecturing her. You know when when you do something just to piss off your teacher? Right. Because they know you can do it, but they're still telling you to do something. And so right. you do it wrong just to just to irritate them. And, I mean, you can see it on her face. She's, like, so not interested. <laughs> yeah, I think it's almost like she came to the realization, well, if I show her what I really can do, then I can go away. <laughs> yeah, it's like, she's, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> well, you got to remember that this is Sarah Mascara. They they do this every day. Mm-hmm, exactly. But mm-hmm. I, it, I think that adds to the longing, you know. It's the same day, different, you know. You know, training for this many hours, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and she's like, "What's over her horizon over there? What's going on?" Yeah, but you know what? On. I think, you know what I think this adds, and I love this, is um, it adds a snark to Wonder Woman that yes. I've never actually seen before. You know, with Wonder Woman, you always sort of think that it, she's prim and proper, like how. People assume Superman is the Boy Scout. Right. You know? Right. So I like that there's this multifaceted personality to Diana. Oh, my goodness. You know, she's not just the warrior or she's not just that or whatever, the goddess or whatever like that. She's an actual human being that is snarking her mother and her teacher and sassing them. Because basically in this this whole scene, right, she misses a target. And so her teacher is correcting her. And she's got this face like, I've done this a million times. You know I can do it. And so her mother tells her, you know, if you do, if you do proper technique, blah, 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 you know, you'll get it done properly. And so she shows them just how good she is by letting two arrows loose and hitting the target's dead center. And then she's like, sassing her mom, and she's like, your turn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Rucka's really given her personality. And the thing about it is they flashback between what Diane is doing, like someone's telling a really old joke, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> same mm-hmm. old, same old every day. <laughs> Same old, same old. We've had this joke a thousand times. You know, he's with this first girl that he really doesn't want to be out. He's like, you know, she just came of age, and she goes, so he says, freshly minted and legal, and she says, so it's your birthday? Did you get a cake? Did you make a wish? You know, and he's (laughs) really this again. And so then uh, Diana's, you know, and Sophia are training with, you know, um, spear and sword and, she says, you got lucky. And she says, apparently I get lucky a lot, Sophia. Wish you Ooh, that's fast. Yeah, wish you two would just hold still for a second. Somebody else was watching them. So then... Mm, somebody else is, I think, drawing them. Oh, that must be it. Yeah. So, sort of like, you know, they're a camera person. So... <laughs> the camera person. So, Nick's like, this is going to suck, and... She's like five and a half miles of spins, Nick. Jackie can do this in his sleep. Well, maybe while napping, says Jackie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, but Steve. Steve is, he's got Keep them short. illegal. He's got illegal short shots 
because, I mean, really, where did he dig those up from? Those are just, uh, come on. No, oh, they're so tight. Those are standard issue shorts, come on. Those are standard issue shorts, okay, they're so tight. Uh, I just zoomed it in. They're really good. Yes, to give you all an accurate description. Let's put it this way. They're really comfortable, and, you know, he's going swimming, so they're like belted trunks. They're not quite yes. brief, but they do have a little leg to them. But other than that. Yes, but they sit on his hips, and, oh, my goodness. And he's got a six-pack that, oh, you could you could cut my face on that. Um, yeah. You know what? Everybody should just go out and buy the book, and and you'll know what we're talking about. Oh yeah. And his and his thighs. Oh my goodness! I thought this panel was really interesting because it kind of shows. You know, uh, Diana is walking from a pool of water, like, and someone says she emerges like Aphrodite. God, she's killing me. And the other girl says, I thought she and Cassia, and the other one says, and Megara and Evalrail. I don't even know. So they don't know who Diana's been sexual partners with, if she has been with anybody. Right, yeah. Well, you know, I read an old Wonder Woman, well, not that old, but 1990s Wonder Woman comic, and she was like, uh, we were on an island for a really long time. Do you think we were what? Do you think we were all nuns? No. Well, and it makes me kind of wonder, because, you know, we know she's got curiosity now. You know, she's kind of bored. It's same old, same old. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even if she's been with all these women, because that's the only thing that's on the island, you know, a guy shows up. (laughs) That's different. That's new. I'm sorry. Steve Trevor shows up. And I think he would, no offense to any lesbian woman, but I think he'd chase any lesbian away from you because you'd see him and you'd be like, that's new. Ooh. Yeah. I'd like to try some of that, please. Thank you. (laughs) So um, it shows Nick's wedding. And uh, so Steve apparently was his best man at the wedding. And then we see there's a ceremony where it says, our patrons, of Olympus, who sustain us, protect us, and nurture us. We who are your daughters, chosen and honored, bound in our duty, we return that which is given gracious for all that is bestowed. I don't even know what that ceremony is, but apparently it's... I think this is, I think this is for their uh, eternal youth. Um, ah, okay. They, yeah, they just do like a, like a Thanksgiving sort of ceremony. And it's the pointing was into a bat. So it's not like, you know, a blood sacrifice or anything. No, no. I think it's more like water or something. Yeah. So um, Steve is look at, has a beer in his hand and is looking out somewhere while all his buds are in the background. And he says, I'm not looking forward to that day. And the other one says, it's what we've trained for, Maya. So he's kind of bored too, you know. He's kind of looking for something that he's not—he's missing something, but he's not sure what it is. And Diana's watching her sisters dance, and she says, "Wish we had more horses for the games this year." Somebody says, "And we're Amazons after all." And here's Diana looking out 
by herself like at the moon. Mm-hmm. So they might be looking at the same moon. Oh. And so then she's horseback riding, and um, she looks, she falls off, or she just, yeah, her, yeah, she goes. Uh, her horse gets startled. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, she jumps off, and she says, "How have I never seen this before?" And she looks, and there's a giant tree with a giant hole at the base. And she it's goes, a dead, it's a dead tree. Yeah. yeah. And she goes to stick her hand inside the hole, and a snake bites her. And her horse returns to the village, and or her friends are out and find the horse alone. And so they find her, and they're like, "Princess!" And she mm-hmm. tells them, "You know, there's something in the tree." And so they send for the surgeon. And they're trying to get her, you know, they carry her to back to, to where she can be taken care of. And then Steve is with Nick and his wife and their newborn, and um, he's like, oh, look at her, she's gorgeous, look what you guys made. And and the mother says, not bad, right? He says, you do good work, Maya. And she goes, thank you. And Nick says, hey, I helped. He goes, Nick, brother, you did nothing. Your job starts now. And my, mm-hmm. would you like to hold hold your goddaughter? And he goes, my what, now? And he goes, yeah, we were meaning to ask you. Support her head, man. He goes, I'd, it'd be my honor. Aw, Steve. This is, this is so adorable. I'm sorry. You put a baby in a man's hand, something happens. Yeah, and he's handling it A-OK. Especially when he's when he says it'd be my honor. Yeah. And you know, it just shows you how much of respect he has. Yeah. So, um, Diana goes to the temple and um, thanks thanks the gods for her, for her care, for granting her recovery, uh, for returning her strength. And she washes her face, and someone says, it is good to see you up and around after so long an illness, Diana. You had us very worried. And she says, it was not my intention, Castalia. And she says, of course it wasn't. You still cannot say what happened to you. She says, there was a snake. That's that's all I, I recall. And she goes, hmm, I have tended to... I have tended to our worship for thousands of years now. Our gods speak through the world around us, rarely, if ever, in their own voice. Thus, we Mm. must interpret their messages. Your illness was a message, as is your recovery. But this, and we see um, a warrior statue with um, a lasso, a real lasso, attached to it. Yeah, I think that's Athena. That's it. Okay. And she says, this always reaffirms my faith, the gift of the patrons to us, we daughters of Harmonia and Ares, their promise to the Amazons. Our gods have given us many things. When called, each of us must be willing to give back to them. That time is coming, and Diana's looking up at the statue. And then there's an Air Force transport, and Steve and Nick are getting on it. And Nick is not happy. He's left his wife and child, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and so they take off. Then I love I love how this panel is just silent. Yeah, there's no there's words. no words. Right. But you but you get the emotion. Right. And you get Steve uh reassuring trying to comfort him, yeah. Yeah, trying to comfort Nick, yeah. So um again at the observatory, uh Diana's looking through a telescope and they said the six the south six point fourth of a fraction and you can discern the anomaly that Cassia noted. Now fully three factors brighter in its luminance. She says, It's like I think it's a nova and somebody goes, and Diana goes, Hmm and someone says, And has remained relatively fixed in the sky, Cassia. As it is your discovery, perhaps you would like to name this Nova. She says, I actually prepared a list. Arito, <laughs> Vasky, because of its copper color, and Maada. And Diana goes, Palace, to the west, a fire in the sky. She goes, let me, I see it. A meteor? No, it's too slow. The It's coming this way, look. And that's when the oracle says we are discovered. And so there's uh, the wreckage of the Air Force transport, and the women are running towards it. And they go, there, over there, it's a machine of some kind. Here, I think I think it's a man. Can you help him, Sophia? He's dead, Diana. This one, too. And another here. And Diana's standing beside uh, one of the bodies. And she says, they're all, and the, a hand grabs her foot. And it says, please. And she, her eyes go wide, and he, he looks up at her and says, please, help us. And it's Steve, of course. Mm-hmm. And she's reaching down towards him. And the book ends. And I'm like, no, not there. But I know, right? Of all the places they could end it. <laughs> but, you know, him touching her foot is a symbol of, Respect and you know. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. especially in 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 Eastern cultures yeah. and that sort of thing. Yes. I mean, like when we meet elders, for example, we still have to touch their foots and, or feet, not foot. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> and you know, ask. I only have one. Their foot. Their foot. <laughs> and you know, ask for for their blessings and yes. stuff. So. Um. Yeah, and it's also so. You know what I love about this this whole book? It's just fate and destiny, yeah. and him reaching out to her just as she's about to give up hope that everybody that you know she thinks everybody's dead, and he grabs a hold of her. You know, it's it's nobody else. It's just him and her. And yeah, I just love it. Well, the thing I like is they both were looking beyond the horizon. Mm-hmm. They knew there was something out there, but they couldn't quite put a, their finger on it. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. And they lived, they lived the best lives they could, but there seems like there was this gnawing thing, you know. And that's how right. it's together. So in two weeks we get. Uh, Wonder Woman number three, The Lies Part Two, A Race Against Cheetah. 
And on mm-hmm. August 10th, we get Wonder Woman number four, year one, part two. The contest begins. The infamous contest. And I am, I am looking forward to both of these books. Yes. I want to know what's happening with why can't Diana get back home? How is Cheetah going to help her? What is Steve Trevor looking so handsome in the desert? He has no right. Um, and then, you know, I want to know what's happening in, I know what's going to happen in the contest, but I want to see that whole, the thing is we know what's going to happen in year one, right? But we want to know how it happens. We right. want to see their what? love bloom. Yeah. We want to see the story. We want to see Steve and Diana. and This rent- uh, Yeah. How are they going to produce it to us? Okay, we got only about a half an hour. Do we? Have we uh, half an hour to 45 long? minutes to maybe another hour, but so you know how much we've wow. been so. Okay, action, 959, written by um, Dan Jurgens and drawn by uh, Kirkham. So, Lois Lane, pre-52, is walking up the steps of her home, and she is remembering the first time Doomsday appeared in her life. Mm Mm-hmm. Her husband, her then-fiancé's now-husband's life. I I just want to quickly say one thing, very quickly. I love how Lois's speech bubbles have a heart with LL in them. And I don't know if you took notice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, her her narrative boxes are yellow, but yeah. they have this other, like, kind of like I love Lucy L's. Okay. <laughs> They're script. They're not... So there, she's got. No, a- no, yeah, the, the, yeah, they're like cursive, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, um, yeah, it's kind of like her code name there. Um, so she's remembering the first time that Clark fought Doomsday, which would have been the real Superman back in the nineties. Yep. Um, she says it's happening again. I want to be with my husband, but our son comes first, and so she knocks on John's door. She says, "John, honey, we need to talk." He goes, no. And she says, the concept of Clark being Superman is still new to him. How does a boy process the sight of his father fighting a monster? She says, we have to talk about what's happening with your dad. I know you wanted to keep watching him on TV, sweetheart, but you don't want me to see it. Oh, he says, you don't want me to see it. And she says, he says, you're afraid that dad's going to get killed. Well, yeah, kind of. She said, oh, John, mm-hmm. I know you're scared, and that's scaring me. I mean, they called that freak Doomsday. With that kind of name, he's got to be bad. He goes, yes, he is bad, very bad. And Dad fought him before? He did. Well, he must have won because he's here and doing fine now. Did you see it? Were you there? She says, I was. So if that worked out okay, it'll be okay again. Please, Mom, can I please see how Dad's doing? And she says, I hate lying, but I can't possibly tell John what happened the first time. That on on that day, I thought I'd lost his father forever. So, in Metropolis, which, you know, is being destroyed by Doomsday Lex and 352 Superman, (laughs) we have 
Rebirth Clark. And he goes, me? Fly? I've told you a thousand times now, Timmy. I can't fly. <laughs> and he goes, Clark, this is not the time to be fooling around. I know you're Superman. You tell me yourself. And he goes, listen to me. I will explain <laughs> everything as best I can as soon as as I can, as soon as I can. But Metropolis is a war zone right now. All you need to know is I'm not him. Superman was mm-hmm. here, Jimmy. You saw with your own two eyes that we are obviously two separate individuals. And Jimmy says, mm-hmm. I want to believe you, Clark. I really do. But if you're really who you say you are, I hope the real Superman does something soon. Before Doomsday tears Lex Luthor to shreds. I'll let him tear him to shreds. What the heck? Let him tear him. Let him tear him. And so Lex is crawling, and he goes, need time, need. And someone says, easy, Luthor. And, of course, it's pre-52 Superman. He says, I'll take it from here. And Lex has the outer gall to say, oh, I softened him up for you. Oh, yeah, okay, Lex. Sure, Lex. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So. You know what I noticed? What? Uh, Rebirth Clock has a split call. Of course he does. Oh, he does. He does. Go for it. So. Pre-Flashpoint Superman thinks this world had had its own doomsday. It's had several, actually, honey. This guy, this must be Mr. Oz in the black, right? This guy? And then Superman says, near as I can tell, he's the same unrelenting force of nature I fought before. Why did they switch from black to blue? No, no, it's blue. No, on, the, on my version, it's... In the first hand, okay, maybe, but it's awful. Now I had to move my monitor. Yeah, no, mine is blue. <laughs> okay. He says, which is why I can't hold back. And so he slugs Doomsday and Doomsday falls. He says, have to do whatever I must to put him down. Dun, dun. It's Tyler Kirkham's the artist. I'm sorry. Yeah. So elsewhere, we have the hooded one, Mr. Odd. <laughs> He's looking at the brother eye screens and he goes, stop. Think you can't fight your way out of this, Superman. And meanwhile, Lex is going, my armor, useless. Yeah, whatever. So we have pictures of... You're useless, Lex. (laughs) Yeah. We have Doomsday in a hole, in a crater. Uh, We have uh, Rebirth Clark on one screen, and we have Superman uh, fighting Doomsday and coming in flying. Why is he in two places at once? I don't know. Um... So Lex has his little mother box. He says, I should be out of this fight, but thanks to Apocalypse, I have this mother box with godlike capabilities. You're still half naked, Lex. It'll get me back in the fight so Metropolis sees how a truth can operate. I want to know. Lex has scratches all over his body, except on his bald head. Oh, my God. How did that survive? (laughs) Well, you know, big head, whatever. So, back to Lois. She says, we can check in on your dad for just a moment, okay? And John says, Mom, when it happened before, what did Dad do to win? What do you do to beat this day? And Lois was like, here she's got like, oh, I can't tell this kid that Dad died. She goes, he, it took everything your dad had. He, 
but he managed to knock him out. Tout left him. Yeah, took a while. So Dempsey picks up a car naturally and is going to throw it at people. And so people are like, help, he's coming this way. Get back behind me. Some guy's trying to, you know, save women and children. And then, Why don't you just run, people? Stupid people. Oh, my God. And so Superman comes in and boom. He just he just lays him into the ground. He says, I still don't trust him. But Luther's idea was a good one. Meanwhile, the car flies off. The people better start running. Clark's like, isolate Doomsday, pin him in the sewer system. It won't last long, but it'll give people a chance to clear the area. So he's trying to save civilians. And so Jimmy goes, Holy, did you see that? And Rebirth Clark says, careful, Jimmy, that street could give away any minute. And then Lexi comes flying in in an entire new ensemble and says, we're bringing in buses to move people out of here. Go. And people are saying, thanks, Mr. Luther. So uh, Superman is thinking, found out the hard way that I may not be able to go toe-to-toe with Doomsday. Have to be smart. So Doomsday grabs Superman's head and then throws him into a building right under the side of the sewer. Meanwhile, Rebirth Clark is on the edge of the big crater, and he says, listen to me, all of you, clear your area before it's too late. Okay, so he falls into the sewer and breaks his arm. Mm-hmm. John says, oh, man, they drove him underground. Now we can't even see him. And Lois says, when your dad fought Doomsday the first time about all I could do was pray for the best. And John says, did it work? And he says, she says, it didn't hurt. Uh, and it shows a flashback of the first time Superman fights. Mm-hmm. And Lois standing there, oh, please, don't die. And so Lois says, John says, then maybe we should try that now. So, oh, Lois and John are going to pray. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, Superman says, get out while you can, Kent. And Rebirth Clark says, I wish I could, Superman. My arm, it's, I think it's broken. There's no way I can climb out. I'll uh, do what I can to get you to safety. Oh, I'm sorry, that was Superman. I'll do what I can to get you to safety. He, he says, you'll save me? Is that it? Like you did before? And Superman says, no idea what you're talking about. And so while he's yeah. fighting Zimzay in the sewer, then Rebirth Clark feels it. You know, to explain, he says, months ago, when you sent me into hiding. <laughs> and everybody, like, the everything just dropped. We were like, what? And then we what? remembered that Clark Kent, powerless Clark Kent, died in Batman Superman Annual Number 2. Never exactly. to be talked of again. But you, last week. Did we not bring him up? Did we not bring up the death of Clark Kent? Yes. The storyline that was in Batman Superman. And we yes. said, it's going to come back in some way, in right. some form. That's a deal with And it. we're like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that was all Zadu's thing. Remember he was getting in everybody's head? Yes. Yes, yes it yeah. was. Yep. Oh. So Superman says, I want to help you, but I don't know. So Rebirth Clark says, still playing the mystery man? 
you owe me answers. And Superman tosses Jim saying, I could say the same about you. And they <laughs> flaps and brashes into the wall of the sewer. He says, and Superman says, we will finish this conversation, I promise. But later, <laughs> Clark says, let's hope there is a later. And Superman says, that's the plan. Okay. And then Luther comes in looking, you know, in his new ensemble, says, plan, you appear to be acting without one, except for what I already suggested, of course. And Superman says, save the posturing for later, Luther. I need you to get Kent out of here before Doomsday takes this to the next level. Because, you know, Doomsday's picking up a giant rock that's going to throw it. And uh, Lex says, we can handle him. And Superman says, not while there are thousands of innocent bystanders above. Get them as far away as possible before they become casualties. And Lex says, but we can. he says, you don't know what Doomsday is capable of. I do. I say none of this. I say none of this lightly, and I need all the help I can get. But you must get the people of this city to safety. And Lex's point conceded this time. Ooh, such a bitchy. Ooh. And so Clark goes after Doomsday, or excuse me, Superman goes after Doomsday and says, fair enough. Still trying to get a handle on this version of Lex Luthor. He was the same, he has the same air of superiority as the one I knew. His true motives might be a mystery, but he seems to want to do the right thing. Meanwhile, he's fighting Doomsday when he's thinking and all this crap. And so Lex has a hold of Rebirth Clark. I hope that's not the broken arm side. <laughs> and and it, is. it is. It is the broken arm I side. I thought so. He says, so Clark says, you'll come back to help him? And Lex says, of course, after I attend to the bystanders. And Clark says, do you really... Do you think he's really Superman? Oh, that's, you're asking Lexus? So, Lex, with one-armed Clark, uh, get out of the hole, and Lex is barking orders. I think I have questions about both of you. And Clark says, you and everyone else, it seems. And then Lex says, this is a dangerous situation, people. Leave while you're able. So, John says, there's that guy with the glasses again. He looks just like Dad. And Lois says, another in a long line of mysteries. And John says, and how about Superlex? And she goes, Superlex? And he says, did you see how his war suit repaired itself? It was awesome. Yeah, well, he had some trips from Apocalypse, honey. <laughs> so Lex says, this bus is for the injured. Anyone who needs medical attention should get on board. And Clark goes, and ignore the story of the year? No way. He says, if you insist on this reporter, act then. He goes, stop. No more. I am Clark Kent. And, and he's hitching that S. He's like, he's I am Clark Kent. Lexi's chest and then must have walked away because Lex is like, hmm. He doesn't say it, but he's like, oh. So, uh, he lets out a big guh. And then Grant <laughs> says, there were cameras all over the place up there. Lois and John must be have been watching. They're probably terrified. Here is Superman worried about his wife and kid. And he says, I wish I could go home. Hugs and reassures him. And so, meanwhile, he's hitting Doomsday, of course. 
And then he gives him the flip, you know, the heat vision. He says, let them know everything will be all right. I'm smarter now. I know enough not to get, let him get close for any amount of time. So he gave him the old heat vision treatment. And so someone, a reporter of some kind, I imagine, says, our reporters have been moved away from the scene, but even from blocks away, they can feel searing heat coming from below. And John goes, Mom? And so Superman says, can't let up, can't cut him any slack whatsoever. Have to pour it on with all the intensity I can muster. And so, <laughs> unfortunately, Doomsday grabs hold of a gas line. Mm-hmm. But you see, again, it's going back to the um, what this Doomsday is doing. He has a plan. Yeah. He intently grabs a hold of the gas line. Yep. Like he knows what it's so, for. Yeah, and he says, oh, first. And he's like, and then he grabs a hold of the gas line. Right. So, Doomsday has a brain now? Oh, my yeah. God. They we were like, oh. more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how can you make Doomsday more dangerous? Oh, we'll give him a brain. We'll give him a brain. So, Superman goes, no, gas line, kaboom. Oh, sorry. It's kaboom. Yeah. <laughs> Wacko. Flying above. Oh, my God. And there's like a bunch of explosions, buildings are collapsing. And so, of course, Lex looks up and goes, my city. Yeah, your Tonka toys. And then there's a giant crater with fallen buildings. And Lex is horrified. Lois and John are like horrified and speechless. Of course, then they have this lovely picture of Mr. Oz, the hooded one. And then Clark Kent holding his broken arm, which Lex had flew him above ground with, uh, get, crying out in pain. He goes, Superman, where? Where are you? Is that is that you? Uh-oh. And only like Superman. That looks like Doomsday to me. I don't know about the rest of you people. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh. And Doomsday is going to, like, lay some major hurt on the rebirth Clark. Clark Kent is dead if he don't move. <laughs> so, and Yeah, so the next issue says Wonder Woman. Yeah, and it's, you know what? It's the first time I haven't cringed at a Superman book that's bringing in Wonder Woman. Yeah. First Hopefully time in like it's five the new years. Wonder Woman, not Tierra. Oh, I don't think Dan Jurgens will write Tiara. Right. Ever. Uh, But, yeah, for people who said, um, you know, there's no destruction in comics, um, here we go. (laughs) Same thing happened with the original Doomsday fight, you know. Um, Back then, though, the gas line was hit by Maxima because, you know, she ain't the smartest in the... (laughs) Anywhere. You yeah. know, anywhere, yeah, anywhere, yeah. In the entire multiverse, she's yeah. not the smartest. Um, right. So what had happened was the, the entire Justice League is taken out, and Maxima's helping Superman fight Doomsday, and she takes an electric wire pole, and she hits Doomsday with it, and she sparks off an explosion with the. Um, fuel pumps. Right. So yeah, there was a lot of destruction in that doomsday 
storyline. Yeah, it wasn't all Superman's fault either. No, no, it wasn't. No. So apparently we're going to work this a little backwards, where it starts off beating on Superman, and then the Justice League comes in, or at least Wonder Woman does. Well, we always knew Wonder Woman was coming in because we saw in the covers and solicits and stuff like that, yeah. Um, But, yeah, yeah. Uh, It'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, is is she going to look at Rebirth Clark or is she going to look at pre-Flashpoint Superman? Well, listen, Wonder Woman, I mean, Tiara, not Wonder Woman, Tiara never wanted Clark Kent. She told him, ditch it, you know. She was like, do you really need Clark Kent? But then she only called him Clark for the longest time. Right, yeah. She only called him Clark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it'll be interesting. Um, I do know Dan Jurgen said it's, and this was when he was asked this by a romancer, right, who asked him, you know, they were in a romance, what can we expect? And he says, not the way you, you uh, think it's going to go. I think it was on Newsarama, and you know Newsarama, like, yeah, fomance. <laughs> Yeah, secret, not even secret supporters. They're like full-on foamance supporters. So. Yeah, it's not like CBR where the foamance are things out, but their their reporters were... I think that's why What's-His-Face left. What's his name? Who? He went to comic book something. The guy that helped, you know, the guy that we always talked to, and he was really cool. and. Oh, G-Man from Hick. No, not comic. No, no. This guy was at News and Rama. What was his name? He's still he's still out there. He he named it the Lowest League or the Lowest Court. And he was the one that wrote up about the Fomance, How we called it the Fomance. Some fans call it the Fomance. What's his name? Lucas. I, I, Lucas. Siegel? I know who you're talking about. Lucas Siegel, I, I believe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's still around. I think he's a comic book something or other. Comic books. Comicbook.com. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's comicbooks.com, yeah. Yeah. So, that was Action 959, and we'll have to wait two weeks for 960. Oh, two weeks. Good luck. Oh, at least it's not a month. Uh, at least it's not a month. I would have, I would have passed out if it was a month. I'd been like, what? I have to wait one month. Oh no. Yeah. Um, but it's good. It's good. We want to know what's happening in the story. Yeah, we're like, oh come on, what is stuff there for? What is for story? Um. Oh, let's go on the dreaded website. <laughs> Uh, let's see, comics, comics. Oh, next week is Comic Con, isn't it? At San Diego. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Mhm. Okay. Uh, next week. Oh, okay. About Wonder Woman. Um, this guy ordered the adult coloring book for Wonder Woman, right? Uh huh. I forget yeah. what his name is, but he put the t- it on Tumblr, and it it was shades of. The Foam Ant Statue Destruction. 
So he's going through, and he's, oh, that's great, that's great. And then all of a sudden he finds a foment picture, like Wonder Woman 140. I think it was. Oh. Yeah, the cover of that. Okay. And then, you know, all the times that they had Superman and Wonder Woman kissing, and then the foment stuff. Oh, there's like eight pages of it. He ripped them out of the book and burned them. And then. Oh, well done. And send me the link to that post. I need it. to find it. It was on Tumblr originally. And I re- okay. retweeted it. Um, but, yeah, I was like, whoa, that is so cool. And then he just started coloring. He loves Wonder Woman, but he doesn't like her with Clark. Gee, I wonder why that is. I wonder why. Um, oh, I'm I'm on the DC website. Yes. Next week, graphic novels being released. I know. I saw that. I was like, oh, Action it's Ramita. Comics. What's Ramita crap doing on there? What's the cruder <laughs> crap doing on there? God, great people. We don't need under the find... skin. When did that even? The hell was is that? What it was named? Is that? Oh, you know what this is? We called it Horrible. Oh, now they changed the name of it. That'll under the skin. <laughs> okay, Superman number three this coming Wednesday. Which mm-hmm. is July 20th, which is the preview night at San Diego Comic-Con. And apparently mm-hmm. they're live-streaming the panels, right? Well, not not live-live. It'll be delayed, but we will get the, the panels. Yeah. So are they video? No, it's just a slight delay so that oh, okay. they can so that they can stop, like, the exclusive videos and stuff. Okay. So it'll be, I think they said, a a 40-second delay. Okay. Uh, Superman number three, remember it's the Eradicator thing? I never Mm -hmm. liked the Eradicator stuff. I was like, boring. I never got the Eradicator. I was like, why is this guy wearing glasses? Yeah. Yeah, Tomasi's doing that, so whatever. Uh, Jurgen's already did that, what, two decades ago? Two, yeah. yeah. Decades ago. Decades ago, yeah. Um, let's see, what else we got? Uh, no, not that. Justice League 1. Aha, where Clark is the largest superhero on the cover. He's With a front girl. and center. Front and center on a Justice League cover. Now, that's how you do it. Yeah, and Bats is on his knees. Okay. Um, let's see. That's, That's all. No. Um, we got some green arrows. Green uh, arrow, if you're into that. Birds of prey with Batgirl. Aquaman number three. Um, okay. Yeah. Right. So basically, it's just Superman number three. Yeah. Mhm. And San Diego starts. So by next Saturday, we should have a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. They announced the stuff that's going to be at the Justice League, or the Justice League, the Warner Brothers, Brothers. panel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Warner Brothers panel. Uh, it's two hours. They're going to have Suicide Squad. They're going to have Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's getting one whole hour. Um, And they said there's no... Yeah, and they said there's no official Justice League news that's coming up. But, I mean, 
you know Zack Snyder is going to send a picture or something. Well, okay, Ben said they were all going to be there. Yeah, so oh, why would he lie? what I'm thinking. Have the Wonder Woman thing, and then Gal or Zack says, oh, yeah, I've got some friends backstage, and then they all come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And For a on hand the wave, you know, hi, everybody. <laughs> on the Wonder Woman panel will be Patty Jenkins, who is the director. Uh, director. There will be Gal Gadot, who is Wonder Woman, and Chris Pine. That's it. They can't take up a whole hour with that. That's what I was saying. I was like, what are they going to ask them to recreate a Diana and Steve scene or something? I I won't mind. Right. I mean, uh, half, an hour, 40, half an hour maybe because they'll have the clip or the trailer or whatever, and then they'll mm-hmm. have the question and answer period. And, yes. that's not, you know, that's not going to take all that long. I'd say a good half hour. And then a walk on with the Justice League, and you know Zach's gonna say something. Yeah, Zach's gonna be like, "Thank you all for supporting uh, Batman v Superman: The Ultimate Edition." Uh, that's the one I wanted to release. Yeah. Oh, that. Comes and out yeah. By the way, on Blu-ray, thank you. That comes out on Wednesday, Blu-ray here as well. Uh, I saw a sneak peek of the covers we're getting. Uh huh. Um, we are definitely getting an exclusive cover. It's the picture that's used on, it's the current picture on the Batman v Superman uh, Twitter account and Facebook account. It's Batman and Superman not sort of facing off against each other, but like next to each other and then the logo in the middle. Ah. So, yeah. We're definitely, and then we're getting a Steelbook edition. I haven't seen that cover yet. Uh, but they said one side is going to be Batman, one side is going to be Superman. Ah. Yeah, I'm just oh. waiting to see if Amazon tells me my thing is shipping. Because <laughs> I have to be in a different city then to pick it up. Okay, all right. So <laughs> I need to know where that thing is. Oh, and I bought Batman v Superman, the art of the film. Oh, did you? Yes. Express shipping, it got here on Wednesday. So I had comics to read and I had that to read. I was very happy. Um, I would suggest everybody go and buy it. It's on sale now from for, for on Amazon. It's about 10 bucks cheaper. So, you know, the, the price you'd have, you'd have like saved, it's, it's, it's well worth it because it gives you so much more in-depth stuff uh, about what was left out of this movie. Yeah. It shows you how much Zack Snyder knows about this universe and how much... You know, everybody says Zack Snyder doesn't care about Superman. It shows you how much he adores Superman. It really does. the ultimate cut. I mean, come on. This is the best accompaniment to the ultimate cut. I would suggest everybody go and watch the ultimate cut or buy the ultimate cut, watch it, and then read this book and you will never again doubt Zack Snyder loving Superman. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I still think... I mean, the book, the, the book opens up. It's got, like, the world off, right? So it's got the world off Superman first, 
and then Batman and his world. So Lois Lane is like right up there. They talk about Superman, they talk about Lois Lane, then they discuss Clark Kent. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's just really, really uh amazing at how much he and Deborah love these two characters. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean you you get a whole book full of pictures by Clay Ennis, so Cool. Yep. Really, really cool. I gotta save my pennies huh. for that statue though. Yeah, I know. I was like, I just spent my money on the book, and then I was like, the statue's coming out. Oh, you know. I'm like, this could have been one saving towards it. But no, I'm I'm, I'm happy with, with the purchase, so. Yeah. I don't remember. Do you remember when the statue's coming out? February next year. So we still okay, have so we got a while to save up our pennies. It's coming out for Valentine's Day. Ooh, it's the greatest love of all time in fiction. Ooh, uh, not even fiction. It's the greatest love story of all time. Put it like that. Yeah. Anybody who would botch that relationship ought to be fired. Ugh, should be hung up by their toes, and oh, we should I all. Else, it starts with a T. Yeah, okay. Ooh. All right, Holly. And I don't even and... have Italian blood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think I might have some Italian in me somewhere along the line. So really... I've got French, in uh, Native American, Prussian, German, Scots, Irish, Scots Irish. That's not a repeat. That's three different things. Okay. Uh, that's three different things, actually. You're Scots, Irish, and then there's Scots Irish. Uh, what else I have? Oh, I don't know. I'm a mother. You're a proper mixed breed. You're a oh, proper mixed sorry, breed. black. Um, what else? I don't know. I'm a mutt. I'm proud of it. Okay. At least I said you're a proper mixed breed. You know, you call yourself a mutt. I'm an American mutt. Hello. <sighs> perfect, perfect. Yeah, we're, we're all mixed. We're, there's no pure bloods anymore. <laughs> hey, if you read the Bible, you understand that Christ was all races and creeds. Hello. Exactly. I mean, if if you read... um. You know, I don't understand why people separate people because I don't either. I've I've had the opportunity where I've read, I did religious studies, and so I've read all the major books and um, religious works in the world, and every religion tells you to accept people as they are. Yeah. No matter what color they are, no matter where they come from, north, south, east, west, wherever, you should accept them. It's just us that make boundaries and make reasons to not accept people. And I think there are some people who are in power who like to play that game. Definitely. Separating people, because it's a... It's a matter of control. 
you know, I, yeah, yeah, hate each other instead of embrace each other, then they think they have more power and they can manipulate us further. Right. I mean, you just have to look at the apartheid government. That was their whole thing, is to keep everybody separate so that they could control everybody. Right. And I think that's true of the United States at the moment, too. I I think that's true of most countries. They may not separate due to color, because like in India, you have, you know, uh, like almost everybody is the same color, let's put it that way. But they separate them for costs or you know your your low blood or you you should cheat the pigs and we're the kings that sort of thing and it works the same everywhere right people find people find things to separate when we should be coming together exactly and then there's forces out there who is like you do things our way or we'll kill you Mm mhm yeah Mm-hmm. And we'll come to your country and do it. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's like, and and then, you you, you know, the, the the same forces are like, well, now we're infiltrating the people in your country mm-hmm. and we're radicalizing them and we're going to use them as weapons against you because you want to separate, all, you, you know, you want to, Go against what I want you to do. Well, I mean, and there are the attitude, you either conform to us or die. Yeah, like the Marvel way. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. So, yeah. So, I mean, uh, we were supposed to have this big, you know, across the country, there's like 43 c- cities supposedly involved. Supposedly Anonymous announced this. And I thought, what, since when was, Anonymous pro-establishment. Mm-hmm. And nothing really happened. I think in one city somebody got drunk and punched somebody else, but that was it. Right. <laughs> but it was supposed to, like, just break apart the United States, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they were advising people not to show up at, at these events. And so it was like, Really? Why are we doing this? Yeah, you know? I mean, don't you have enough problems already? Yeah. So, you know, because, you know, people are like, well, I'm not going there. And this whole Pokemon thing, are they have that in South Africa? No, well, we know we know what Pokemon is, obviously, but um, I, I'm a big Pokemon fan. But the app isn't available here. Lucky yet. you. So it was last week. Yeah, last week I went home and um, and my son says, oh, "I'm hungry. I haven't ate all day." I said, "Okay, we can go." So he comes out with his phone out of his room. He says, "I got to go outside now." This is something he never says. <laughs> and I'm looking at him and I go, "What are you doing? Why are you going outside? You got to go outside. There's something out there." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? Why are you looking at your phone?" He says, "There's a Pokemon thing." And it's, you know, and it works on GPS. And, like, it says there's some, oh, it's gone. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's oh, let's go eat. So we get in the car, and he's got this Pokemon Go thing, okay? It's an app, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he's and look- you hunt down the Pokemon, yeah. Yeah, and he's looking, he's looking at it, and he goes, oh. I go, what? 
He goes, do you know where all the Pokemon stuff is? I go, no. He goes, churches and warehouses. Uh. Like, Seriously? He goes, yeah. This is a ripoff. But then two days later, I find, so he really wasn't all that interested in it after he found that out. Because, you know, he did the map thing and it shows where all the Pokemon stuff is. Then churches mm-hmm. and warehouses. And I'm like, really? Right. That's so safe. Yeah. Yeah. So I went. So we went and we ate, you know. And uh, two days later, I saw a video. That thing takes over your phone. It takes pictures of you with the camera. And it takes pictures of the room you're in. Okay, so now Google Maps not only has pictures of the outside world. And I have pictures of the... Now they want pictures of the inside of your house. That's so, so scary. That is, literally, I'm not downloading it. Right. Don't. And there are people walking around. Surely it's the first time they've been outside the house for, you know, God knows how long. And they're all bumping into each other and everything and not paying attention and stuff. They're like zombies trying to find these. Okay. And then I talked to my dad today. And I said something to him about, you know, this Pokemon thing. It was kind of scary because Google and GPS. And, you know, I said, I hope that when you go to take the app off, you can take all the permissions off, too, so it's not still spying on you. And mm-hmm. he said, you know yeah. what? People are showing up at the church at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning because their security, I, their security yeah, thing goes off. And they talk to these people and they're like, well, let's. They said this Pokemon stuff was here. Yeah, I actually, y'all made the news here because um, this one girl uh, was was trying to find uh, this Pokemon. Right. And it took her to, uh, like, this creek where there was, like, a river and stuff. Uh-huh. And these guys, and these guys were waiting for these people to come there. Oh, yeah. Because they know this is a hot spot. And they tried to rob her, but she said, luckily, you know, she had her phone on her and she dials 911. And she she was one of the lucky ones that got away. And they said, no, yeah, this is now a hotspot for uh, robbery. rape and, and robbery. Yeah. So, yeah, this yeah, it's, good. yeah it's not good. <laughs> yeah, this, you know, and I'm like, because what my kid says, okay, he's, He's not a young kid, but he's my kid. When he comes out of his room and says, I gotta go outside, I'm like, Okay, did a meteor just land somewhere? You know <laughs> What? My mother would my mother would have the same reaction, don't worry. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, don't do the Pokemon thing. Don't do Pokemon Go because you don't know how you're gonna get it off your phone, I would think. I think it's in the depths of your phone and you're stuck with it. Oh, definitely, yeah. You have to watch out what apps you download. Yeah, and what because because it takes over your phone. It takes all the permissions. It's not like you can tell which permissions to use, but because it uses GPS, I don't know why people feel safe with GPS. I do not. I don't understand that at all. Maybe I'm paranoid, but if they want to know where I am, they have to come find me. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm not going to, like... Give them every opportunity. I try not to it. 
you know, even on the weather apps, it'll say, okay, do you want us to paint you? I'm like, no. I will tell you what town I want to know the weather for. Same here. Same here. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. You, you don't need to access my location. I'll type in the area that I'm in, and you can give me the weather. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, so here are people that gullible that they follow this. Oh, it's just a game, you know. And they said, well, you had ten balls here. And my dad's like, and when you get all the balls, what happens? Oh, nothing. <laughs> dad's like, it's four o'clock in the morning. You're trying to break into a church. <laughs> And you're not going to get nothing for it other maybe than, you know, if I call the cops on you. And you know what I don't understand is the whole reason why I didn't want to get Pokemon Go is, okay, A, I have to get up and I have to, like, go places. And I'm like, uh-uh, no. Nah. You want me to You want me to walk somewhere? Yeah, really. <laughs> um, did you, I don't even, like, walk I walk outside to check that my garden's still there, you know? Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I I walk outside with my dog when he needs to go out. Right. I, I go and feed my dog. That's it. That's the only reason I go outside. I go outside for 10 minutes a day to get vitamin D from the sun. Yeah, there that's you go. It. And but then I come back. I don't inside. know what that means. Vitamin D, what do you mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I. You walk yeah, on the grass. Yeah. Why do you, Why are you walking barefoot on the grass to get electrolytes into my body naturally? Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> People don't understand that you get electrons from the earth in your bare feet, and it, especially with wet grass, is the best. Yes. Mhm. But you not understand what that means, and I'm like, it'll make you happier and a better person. Trust me. Yeah. It full. It. It. it 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 energizes your body basically. Yes. That's what it does. And you know, I'm into herbal remedy before modern medicine. Right, exactly. Um I take turmeric and ginger in winter so that I don't get a flu. Right. Um you know, I put garlic and cayenne pepper and turmeric in my food all the time. Right. Because I want to build a good immune system. Yeah, thank you. I I try not I try not yeah. Yeah. I try not to, to, to buy processed foods. I try to buy them as naturally as possible. Yep. In South Africa we're lucky we, we get, you know, GMO free food yeah, everywhere. Now that yeah, we are label it anymore. They don't want uh, any labeling at all. Uh, that's illegal. That's illegal. Uh you need to inform people. Not in this country because, you know, somebody with big butt pockets paid somebody off. And so they're like, well, oh, we're not going to do yeah. that. Whole Foods doesn't want anything labeled. Well, that is the problem with America. You all do have people with deep pockets that can pay people off. Yeah. And they're not all anyway. either. Let's put it yeah. So I, I'm into, you know, natural is the best way because... God made us, yep. and, you know, Mother Nature works with God, so that's how we should do it. Um, you know, it, that's just how I am. And 
So I walk outside to get my vitamin D, my fresh air, my electrolytes. Not in winter, though, because it's too cold um, to take I off my socks. Uh, well, I found out how you do it in the winter. You uh, expose your like your bare skin to a tree trunk. Okay, we have a tree, so I'll I'll be like a bear rubbing myself against the tree. (laughs) Oh, and it's like everybody. I don't know if it's this way in South Africa, but in the United States, we have a magnesium uh, deficiency, and magnesium helps with your bones because Mm -hmm. you have to have a balance of magnesium and calcium. Magnesium helps the calcium to bond to your bone structure, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the problem with American diet is they get too much phosphorus. So they don't have any way to counteract, you know, they don't have a way to get any magnesium. Our food is depleted of it, you know, with all the toxins and everything. So Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that magnesium helps with is depression. And... um, so I have a grandniece who's a runner, and um, she's got bad uh, chin splints and stuff in her feet. Well, not, they wouldn't mm-hmm. but you know what I mean. She's got, like, micro breaks in her feet. Right, yeah. And she's also been depressed. I mean, she's not depressed all the time, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I told my niece, I said, I'll give you some magnesium, uh, and you just have her soak her feet in it for like 20, 20 minutes at night, like three mm-hmm. times a week maybe or two times a week. And I said, yeah. that'll improve things, you know. Otherwise, she's going to have to wear these boots when she's not running. But then soccer's coming up, and she, you know, she's on the soccer team. So i got to get that to my niece, but... People don't understand that that you know when you're created, you're created to everything that you do inter you know interrelates to nature. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the whole uh, you know you t- when you tell people about the electrons in in the earth that go up into your feet and feed your body and you know they look at you like you're nuts. No. <laughs> and they go, is there a pill for that? And they're like, no, there's not a pill for that. Uh, I hate people that say, is there a pill for that? I know. Uh, That's big. My sister, yeah, my sister is one of those, you know, my niece the other day had a sore neck. And so I told her, rub some um, balm, like a, just a healing balm, yeah. on her neck and put a hot pack on it. Yeah. What does she do? She takes her to the doctor and they give her these pain medications. Of course. And I'm like, you know, she's a five-year-old child. She doesn't need to be hooked on drugs and pain meds and that sort of thing. All you have to do, I mean, I have a sore back from winter. Everybody gets that, right? It's the cold. Um, I just put my, you know, hot water in my bottle uh, or... I have an electric one that charges the water inside. And you put that, you know, and you sleep with you sleep with a good pillow and that sort of thing. Right. But no, no, no. 
they'd rather take a pill. And I hate that. Yeah. Like, they take flu vaccines every winter, and they always get sick. And I'm like, I've never, yeah, I've never taken a flu vaccine. Me either. I will never take a, I will never take a flu vaccine. No. No, especially it's a huge conspiracy. You know, some of that crap. And it's yeah, not just yeah. flu vaccine. And besides, most flu vaccines are six months behind anyway. The True flu that. are mutated. So, exactly. It's not going to yep. work. It's just another means to make money. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I saw an ad. I think it was for California. I'm not sure. I've, the seventh and twelfth graders have to take meningitis uh, vaccines so they won't get meningitis. Do you know how many people I know that has meningitis in my lifetime? Listen, I love it. I I live in the hot hub of meningitis. I live in Africa, right? With the meningitis like festering pool, and I've never met a person with meningitis. So, I mean, I'm sitting there going, seriously? Now they got a vaccine for that? What about the stub your toe vaccine or the fart vaccine? You'll listen again if you have yeah, flatulence. <laughs> the flatulence vaccine. I'm was seriously, you know, and it's like, oh, you need to take this virus because we we made up this disease for you, um, and we've got it all over the you know the news about this disease, and you have to have a vaccine for it, you know, and then when they federally mandated or the state says, oh, yes, you have to have that vaccine. I'm like, okay, so what's the studies on this precisely and how long have they been going on and what's the results of the studies? Oh, Mm -hmm. I did 90 days and it was the pharmaceutical company to put them, did them. Oh, goody. 90 days, wow. Mm. Well, and it's usually the study that the pharmaceutical company itself did. Mm-hmm. It's it's just so weird to me how gullible people are. Well, it's the whole, okay, if someone in authority says, oh, yes, blah, 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 and then the news corporations back it up with every day on the hour, I say, oh, well, it must be true. Nobody does, I mean, they take, you know, what do they call those uh, little blips of information, what ops? I forget. And they take, you know, three seconds of information and just run with it. And, like, Mm -hmm. did you actually look that up? Did you actually, you know, find out something about it? You know, Mm -hmm. do any background search? No. They said it on television. They said it on the Internet. You know, it's... As as Lois Lane says, the truth trumps authority. Yeah. That's the motto I live by. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sitting there. I want to know the truth first before you just come waving your authoritative flag in my face. Well, yeah, it's like, okay, somebody asks me a question. A lot of times I go, no. You say, oh, well, what do you think about that? No. (laughs) I need to have more information. I need to look it up myself and find out what actually happened. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. 
Because you know what? If something supposedly happens, like, you know, in the first 15 minutes it's on the news, oh, my gosh, it's happened and happened, nobody goes back the week later to find out what actually did happen. True that. Mm-hmm. What's that saying? A week in politics is too long? Yeah. There you go. So, I mean, you know, they oh, well, and they're talk, just talking about the first 15 minutes of whatever they heard, which usually means squat. But then a week later, you're going, no, this happened and it didn't happen like that, and this is what really happened, and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, I no, it's sound bites. They take a sound bite and they run. They think it's a fact. Yeah. No. They, what the what the news does is they sensationalize everything. Yeah. Or they just flat out lie. Oh, they do lie. Yeah. It's like no, no, that's not. You know, sometimes you're sitting there going, "Really, really? That's your story? <laughs> really? Yeah." We'll just give it a good 24 hours and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm going to say good night. I think okay. it's still recording us. <laughs> I know. We'll probably get arrested tomorrow or something. Well, at least me. Uh, you first. You yeah, first. I'll be first yeah, because, have, you know, we get the NSA. They'll have to find me. Yeah, yeah. They'll have to find me. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you can't find me. I've got to find anything in my email. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> So anyway, well, we're going to re- be reading Superman number three on Wednesday, uh, revving up for India Comic Con. So by the time Saturday rolls around, we'll probably have a whole bunch of lot of uh, news about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there were some good behind-the-scenes Wonder Woman pictures that were released on Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. Uh, Gal Gadot looks super awesome as Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, she's just going to rock this. Oh, oh they released the, and they released a picture of her and Steve. They're sitting under a tree talking. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Also, the Blu-ray's <laughs> coming out this week, so. Yes. Go and buy the Ultimate Edition. Yep. With the behind the scenes. Spend your money. Yeah. <laughs> I already spent my money, thank you. So, <sighs> so you have a great night. Um, have a great. I night. will. And everybody, it's a great time to be a Superman fan. It is. Oh, what a wonderful note to end off the show. Yes. Yes. Great time to be a Superman fan. Yep. Night, everybody. Night, night. Night, Taj. Night, Holly. Bye-bye. Take care. Mm-hmm, you too. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.